0: Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Crystal Clodcast. I'm your host Laura, here as ever with my lovely, wonderful co-hosts Mia. That's such a nice introduction, lovely and wonderful. Oh, Hello. you're both
1: lovely and wonderful, Yay. it's obvious, <laughs> you know,
0: you're both very nice people. <laughs> oh, thank you, you are too. <laughs> anyway, Mia. <laughs> Hello, Hello. Um, you
1: may know me from Twitter where I'm at
0: omiagod. And Retta.
2: Hey, I'm superratar on Twitter, I keep nearly forgetting what my Twitter handle is.
0: That's alright, you know, Twitter handles are overrated. What's important is you're here listening to this show and after 13 episodes we haven't scared you away yet. Um, This episode we are going to be talking about episode 60, Keeping It Together, episode 61, We Need To Talk, episode 62, Chilly Tid... Ch- Chili, Sure. I, 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 I don't... I, I still don't get that episode title. Uh, 63, Cry for Help. And 64, Keystone Motel. Also of note, reaching episode 64 means we are up to halfway through Steven Universe. Because up to... Uh, uh, the most recent episode that we have all seen from a Steven Bomb that just went up is uh, episode 128... I am my Mm mum. So, or mom, sorry. (laughs) So we are now, like, with this episode, we're halfway through Steven Universe, and that's weird. That is weird. It doesn't feel like we should be. I I think a lot of that comes down to so little of the, like, core narrative has happened by now. Like, so much of this has been world building and character development. There's lots of, like, throwaway episodes as well. Yeah. don't really add much. There's there's lots of, like, this isn't consequential to the overall story, but you're Mm. learning about these people. Yeah. And this second half we're about to go into, like, starting next week, is the one where it's like, Oh, goodness, yeah, plot every single week (laughs) Mm -hmm. of, like, lots and lots of continuing plot threads and, like, end-of-the-world drama. (laughs) The
1: importance of the episodes kind of goes up in frequency from
0: now on. I, I think a lot of the episodes we've talked about in this first half, we've talked about, like, this is significant about because of what will come in yes. this yes. half. planting seeds. So, like, this latter half is going to be, ooh, isn't it cool when they planted this seed for that <laughs> back in the first half? Mm-hmm. So, hooray! This is, this is the big old turning point, I think. So, uh, should we just jump straight in and start talking about Steven Universe episode 60, Keeping It Together? Sure. Who wants to start us off? I don't have much very interesting in my notes. Uh. I, I have quite a lot for this episode. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll start with just like some of the specifics of what's going on. So the episode starts with the gems basically like talking about the fact they need to track down Peridot. She escaped in the escape pod. They know that she's not in her escape pod, they don't know where she's off to. So Yeah,
1: straight away the established, don't they?
0: Like we need to yeah. find Paridot. This we, is what we're doing. Yeah. We are jumping straight into like this is That season one finale's plotline, we're jumping straight into it. Um, Mm. Little bits of discussion we get here. Um, Stephen has hundreds of red shirts with yellow stars on them.
2: Well, we did see these red shirts with yellow stars in Greg's van. They are his shirts from his band days. Mm. There were boxes of, of them in the back of his is He He's wearing old tar He designs. is, yes.
0: And this is what I find really interesting, because in any other show that would be just a gag with no context of oh, we only ever see him wear yeah, that the shirt, therefore it's because he owns hundreds of them. I like that there is an actual in-canon mm-hmm. reason for he has hundreds of these shirts, because presumably... Marty made up a bunch of Mr. Universe yeah, merch nobody that them. no one ever bought. <laughs> yeah. Because as we saw, Mr. Universe wasn't really popular. He kind of, like, was made out to be popular mm. to, to go town to town. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's why Stephen, like, what... It, it's nice context for why Stephen wears the same shirt every day mm. as well is because rather than buy him a bunch of clothing... We have varying sizes of, of Greg Universe mm-hmm. merch, you know. I like the idea that
1: as he ages, he'll just move through the various mm-hmm. and is... Yeah,
0: I I also really like the fact that I, I find it really interesting that that shirt has become such an iconic piece of like, this is the Steven Universe shirt, this mm-hmm. is what Steven wears. And to think like, that that isn't canonically what it should be known as. It's Steven wearing a bunch of... Greg yeah. Universe shirts. It comes from yeah, it's character. Mr. Universe shirts, really. Yeah. Mm. But they, like, Greg is so, like, not interested at this point in, you know, highlighting his own musical past that he, it's very much like these are Stephen's shirts mm. now. Um, So Stephen uses laundry and having to wash and dry things and fold them as an excuse to try and get Garnet diffused. Steven clearly likes the company of Ruby and Sapphire and wants to hang out with them more. Yeah,
1: I think, excuse me, it ties into... We know he's fascinated by fusion, as Mm -hmm. we've seen all the way back from Giant Woman. But I think, especially in this case, he's not really interacted with Ruby and Sapphire much.
0: He he got to see them and meet them briefly, but he's not had a chance to hang out with them the way he has mm, with yeah. the rest of the gems. Mm.
1: It's like, they know him, but he doesn't really know them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's very notable that when Stephen asks, Garnet is really not into this suggestion. She's mm. just like, nope, nope, I like being together. I'm not splitting up for something like that, you know. <laughs> it, it's just such an inherent thing. It's like, she doesn't want to be a part Unless she has to be. Yeah,
1: like, she doesn't see the fusion as something flippant. It's something yeah. important to her. And it's like, we're not going to infuse for no reason.
0: It's like, yeah, we could get back together, that's fine. But why should I break up to get back together? Mm. Um, it is a very serious... <laughs> it, it does impart some of the seriousness of fusion and how she view- the importance she views of fusion, which is really important for the end of this episode, is fusion is a very special <laughs> thing that you don't do without mm-hmm. thinking... And that, you know, it's it's a commitment yeah. and whatnot.
2: I was just thinking the last set of episodes and this set of episodes, it's all about why fusion won't work. Because the last time was consent, and this time it's um, being truthful or lying. Yeah. It, it's a big it's theme
0: that comes up repeatedly oh, in really. this season is the mechanics of consent and consent narratives through fusion. Yeah,
1: that kind of allusion to fusion being a relationship or sex comes up yeah. a lot in the episodes. It,
0: it varies depending on the context. Sometimes it's a it, it's a pluton- a strong platonic fr- friendship, mm. sometimes it is a romantic relationship, sometimes it's a sex metaphor, but yeah. it the sex metaphor comes up a lot at the moment. Um So they will go off to the kindergarten trying to find Peridot.
2: I just want to mention before that... Yeah. um, When they are folding the laundry, everyone's pile of laundry is very different in how well they fold. Like, Amethyst is just this really scruffy pile that's just kind of thrown together. It's technically done. Yeah. Whereas, like, Pearl's is the perfect squares because she's really meticulous in everything she does. I didn't pay much attention to this. How was Garnet's? I'm... I can't think what Garnet's was. I think Garnet's was just... It was done well, but it was just kind of...
1: I missed this altogether. Uh, so yeah, this yeah is... <laughs> like
2: everyone's folding was different. Like Stevens, mm. you could tell he was trying his best, but it was still like... Not very good. ...messy. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to
0: watch out for that next time, next time I end up watching through this show. Um, so they all go off to the kindergarten because um, they suspect Peridot wants to restart gem production. Um, Even
2: though Stephen thinks he's not invited when they first start to go up. Yeah, it's like, he yeah. he
0: doesn't view himself as important enough to go on gem missions and has to be reminded you are one of the group. Yeah, yeah. I think he just if, sits
2: there looking sad, folding shirts. He's if like, this oh. was
1: the start of the season, I don't think he would be going no. with them. This is yeah. part of his character arc.
0: He's but not trusted now. It's so odd that he doesn't realise he's important, considering he did just save them all from a spaceship that's yeah. going to fly them off.
2: That, mm-hmm. like, it feels kind of like it's out of place for Steven to be like, oh, I'm not invited. Yeah. Because it's like, kind of like, but...
0: At this point, you are kind of an inherent part of the team. You shouldn't still be worrying that you're not invited. I guess
1: he's just so used to feeling like the kind of... Well, not the third wheel. I want to say fourth wheel, but fourth wheel is quite important. So the extra (laughs) wheel, I guess. (laughs) Like, he's so used to being kind of the extra in the team that he just assumes if there's this important mission... Probably not invited.
0: I think also part of it is last time Peridot showed up was when they were like, get out of here, Stephen, we don't want yeah. you interacting with Peridot, cause she's a homeworld gem and she's terrifying. Mm. And it might be that he assumes he's not going because it's Peridot specifically, like this is yeah. the dangerous thing that they don't want me joining mm. for. Probably and he
2: didn't do what he was told last time they went no, there. No, he did. They, they yeah. said, right, we we can't interact with her, we need to... Just let her do what she's doing and just monitor it. And and Stephen's just just, like, hi! as as a
0: side note, as we learnt from the new Stephen bomb, that mistake he made had some big long-term ramifications. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, just, oh, oh. Just planting more seeds as we go along. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. Um, So, Stephen accidentally stumbles across Peridot, and he's not like, oh my god, I found you. He just kind of looks at her and doesn't alert the other gems. He just kind of is like, oh, it's See, you.
1: I feel like this kind of sets the tone for Peridot going forward in that Stephen's reaction is quite comical to Peridot. Mm. And this is the point where Peridot kind of <laughs> goes from being really scary to kind of goofier yeah, and a little bit silly.
2: Well, Stephen is being really goofy like when he does go... I find it also weird that they let him just walk off by himself. They're just kind of like, Bye Steven, see ya. Ah,
0: you're not gonna find anything, it's fine. Um I I think it's it's interesting that when Stephen stumbles upon her, she's already talking to herself, making those logs that mm. the logs she keep take a very different tone once she eventually joins the gems. But <clears throat> yeah. she's already doing it here. It's I'm alone, I'm isolated. I'm going to keep my own verbal notes. Um, She's she's mainly talking to herself about fusion experiments.
2: One thing that I did really like that's just gone out of my head when I was trying to think of it...
0: That's all right. We'll get back... Should we come back to it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, She talks about fusion experiments, and specifically she talks about the fusion experiments are progressing well, some of them have even emerged early. It suggests that she has taken it upon herself to create these fusion jade experiments... In response to finding out about Garnet, yeah. w- was how I read it. That's what I thought.
1: That this is something that was more like Peridot giving herself something to
0: do now that she's yeah. stranded here. She doesn't want to acknowledge that she's stranded and that without Jasper she can't really do much on this planet. She's like, "No, I can, I can help. Yeah. I can help." Because this doesn't seem to be the reason she was here initially. No.
2: I just remembered what it was. It's that Peridot doesn't mind when it's just Stephen, but she says, "Are the others here too?" And Stephen wants to lie but can't because he shakes his head with his mouth like really tightly pressed shut, and then nods. It's like, "Yeah, they're here."
0: I didn't read that as him trying to lie. I thought it was him unsure, genuinely, how to answer the question because it's like, "Right here, yes it." is just me, but no, it's not just me, because they are here. They're over there, but they're not here. I took it as Rector's meaning. I like that as I well. Know, like. I prefer your reading. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't read it that way. Yeah, I thought it was him being
1: like, oh, no, no, well, okay, yes, yes. Okay, fine. fine. Yeah.
0: It, it's another example of someone who's calm and composed while only interacting with Stephen, but when the gems run in weapons blazing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the person panics and you know, fights back I think yeah. it
2: just shows that things could go a lot smoother if they actually took it the way yeah. that Stephen does
0: Ste- Steven's very good at having calm, rational conversations with people I also see it as the Peridot clearly
1: doesn't see Stephen as much of a threat. No. Yeah. Because we know that Jasper is still obsessed with this idea that Stephen is Rose. Yeah. Peridot is seemingly just like, oh, I know that this Stephen is not a threat.
0: So I I, don't I, have to worry th- about I think it. part of the difference is I believe if I remember right, Jasper was part of the, the war the rebellion war on earth. Mm. Whereas Peridot was not present for it. Which yeah. Jasper, means she probably doesn't have the same sense the context of, of who Rose is. Yeah, the context for Rose Quartz. Um so Peridot has running vertically up wall boots, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think are a cool piece of tech that I'm sad she doesn't get to use anymore. Well, this, this is another thing that I'm tying into what I was saying in
1: that she's much goofier here. Like, she runs up the wall, like, and giggles. And she's like... basically
0: an Inspector Gadget, because <laughs> she can run up mm-hmm. walls. She has a helicopter hand. Yep. Um, also, this is the first time she says the phrase Crystal Clods. Yay! Hooray! The Crystal Clodcast comes from from you Crystal Clods Yay! as she's running away.
1: I like how I'm watching it. We all had that moment that was like, yeah.
0: There's... It's like, there we go. It only took 60 episodes. That's, mm. that's what, six, six episodes. It only took 10 hours of viewing to, to see the reference that our podcast <laughs> yeah. is named after. It must be
1: interesting for the people who started listening to this. And watching the show for the first time. You, like, when are we though. going to stumble across yeah, this Crystal Clodcast
0: thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the origin of Crystal Clods. Um
2: I also love when Peridot is like flying away with a helicopter hand, the amethyst is running after her, she goes, I'm gonna bop her good. <laughs> it's it's all very silly and slapstick. Yeah,
1: it's, it's so different from it's, the kind of Oh god, what are we gonna do about Peridot that we saw earlier?
0: I, I think like watching this the first time I still took her seriously at this point, but knowing where this is leading to yeah, you can So many the of beginning. the seeds of goofy don't take her seriously, Peridot are laid here.
1: Mm, I think they definitely knew at this point, like where they were going, very soon. Like, yeah, definitely deliberately, kind of bringing our defences down. I, I think it's Peridot. within a
0: couple of Cast episodes we will get to yeah. where that starts to happen. Um, so they discover that Peridot wasn't trying to restart the kindergarten because none of the the drills were going, but they did find a big old hole. So Stephen and Garnet go down the hole. Stephen. Going down this hole asks Garnet some questions about the nature of their permanent fusion. Is Ruby the strong parts of you, and is is sapphire the wise parts and Garnet says, nah, c- kind of but not really Fusion is both of the people that I was, plus some more." Like it all kind of becomes intermingled.
2: Something greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I have written down because I I was like, it's not
0: as cut and dry as these two things in one body. It's like no, there's some addition there. Yeah. Um. So we eventually get down into the place where the message was sent to Peridot, and we start finding the shard fusions. This fits disturbing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty creepy. Like. It starts off with the hand fused to the foot. and it...
2: I just I want to just read the note that I have written, which is, shit just got dark. <laughs> shit
0: did just get dark. Because um, like, it's, it's isolated body parts that don't... Uh, I think it's unsettling because they don't make sense as an organism, because like, yeah. there's, there's not all the parts that we see as being necessary for a creature. Mm-hmm. It's a very uncanny valley in that it's yeah. like, I recognise these things as human... But this is not how humans work. This is wrong. Well,
1: it's it's not even like, here's a
0: leg, here's an arm. It's like, here's a foot hand. Yeah. That should not exist. Yeah. And it's just, they're all very haphazardly fused. Like, most of them are two or more different colours just mashed together. It's clear this wasn't someone's foot and their hand. It's someone's foot and someone different's hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just forced together. The thing I had forgotten about this scene is that this is the Crystal Gems...
1: This is the yeah. other members of the team.
0: It is really easy to forget that this is the other... like this. A lot of this is probably people that fought alongside the Crystal gem, oh, the the Gems
1: in the Rebellion. It. basically what Garnet says. Garnet says, like, we, you know, yeah. I can't remember what she says specifically, but she says to the effect of, this is where the rest of you were. We didn't know where you were. Yeah, yeah. so if
2: we tried to find you. Yeah, th- this is
1: presumably the friends that Rose couldn't Just, save.
0: So there's a few things that are interesting here. Is These gems were not corrupted, they were shattered, yep. which suggests that while Homeworld is making a big fuss about Pink Diamond w- got shattered by Rose, it seems to imply that a lot of, of the Rebellion got shattered mm-hmm. as well, like Homeworld were not opposed to shattering the Rebellion, but they were opposed to one of their own getting shattered, yeah, that's well, where their moral indignation started. Garnet says, did Rose
1: know? And yeah. I found that line really interesting because it's it's so fast. But it's like, okay, so these gems that were part of their team were shattered. And were they shattered down here? Were Uh, they shattered elsewhere and moved here? And the idea behind did Rose know? It's like, presumably Rose to the rest of the team was like, oh, we don't know where they are. Did Rose know they were dead?
0: My, My reading and where I kind of hope this leads is that Rose did know that homeworld was shattering rebellion gems. I believe so, yeah. And that's her core motivation for why she feels it's more... Like, later down the line, she feels it's morally acceptable to shatter Pink Diamond, Mm. is that your side of the war have been shattering countless of ours. I can end this war by shattering you. And while that's maybe not 100% morally a good decision, it would be a morally understandable motivation for why she shattered Pink Diamond, if she in fact did. Yeah,
1: like, for what we know about Rose's character and her role as a leader, it's understandable if that was her motivation behind doing it.
3: Mm.
2: Um, I just want to say, um, when it's the Big, like fast fusion. Oh, I know
1: what you're going to say. It yeah. starts
2: to form a body and can. Yes, yeah, You can see people's faces yeah. like their forms it, trying it is to
0: trying to make itself yeah. into a person. It's, but trying it's to not be whole.
2: whole, so it can.
0: Yeah, it's. And the thing that I think Ugh. is is most unsettling about this is Garnet's reaction because Garnet is always the cool, calm, collected one. And when she sees this, she is paralysed by the sight. Yeah, she freezes up. Yeah, it's like
2: she's repulsed, horrified, terrified. She's she's looking
0: at the horrors of Mm non-consent.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So Garnet's terrified. She starts crying. She she, like tears streaming down her face. She talks about how they were forced to fuse. This is wrong.
2: This isn't what fusions about. Yeah.
0: And she eventually has to find like the strength in herself to tear these shards apart, and to tear this fusion apart so that it pops again. Mm. I, I really like that as a visual metaphor of, like, I am looking at horrific non-consent, and that's a really difficult thing to process, but I need to process what's happening, and I need to step in and stop this. I need to get this, pull this apart. This should not be happening. And, like, that sort of very visual... I am pulling apart a non consensual situation <clears throat> yeah. is a really powerful visual because yeah. she starts scene. coming apart. Like yeah, she, she literally th- starts. In to the unfuse. middle,
2: she gets like a hole in the yeah. middle of her if she starts she, to unfuse She forces herself yeah. to come back together. She, yeah. she she
0: also she has a an argument with herself in her own body.
1: Yeah. Which um, we can read as both that's Ruby and Sapphire, and the reason she starts to unfuse is because they're kind of disagreeing a little bit.
0: I think it's a really nice setup for when we get to Keystone Motel as well because it shows they both have very different attitudes about how to to mentally process Mm non-consent. And then when they have a non-consent situation, they both end up splitting because, like, as we've seen here, they both wildly differ on how to process Mm non-consent. And neither... Like, we'll get to it eventually. I don't think either of their ways of trying to process it is inherently wrong. Mm. Neither of them is a perfect way to process it and, you know, that's how Garnet ends up coming back together but I've I've got some of the lines here and I think it's really interesting that you can tell from the lines who and the way they're delivered who's delivering them between yeah. Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah,
2: I thought that as well. You like, can actually tell who's saying what. If,
0: if you go on the Steven Universe wiki and look at the episode transcript, they have labelled which lines are Ruby and which uh, which lines are Garnet brackets Ruby and which ones are Garnet brackets Sapphire. That's cool. Because that's I, I think that it, while it's not necessarily canon that that's who's saying each line, I think that it's fairly obvious yeah. in context. I agree. Um... So the the exchange we get between Ruby and Sapphire. So this is what Homeworld thinks of fusion. We couldn't have known they would do this. I think that's interesting because Garnet couldn't predict it because mm. you have to think of it as a possibility to be able yeah. to predict yeah. if it could happen. Like it just wasn't a thought for mm. them. It's that horrifying. It just yeah. didn't even occur to them. Um, this is where they've been. All the ones we couldn't find, they've been here this whole time. Rose, it it is, uh, oh, this is interesting. It's not, did Rose know? Rose couldn't have known. Okay. Which suggests a lot more faith in Rose, to be honest with them, than she, as, as, from what we've later learned, she maybe doesn't deserve that level of. Faith mm. that she couldn't have known. Well, the way she delivers the line as well, yeah. she doesn't sound 100% certain.
2: Yeah. It's, At least the it's, way I read it's, it. It's... Yeah, it was kind of like, surely she wouldn't have known this and not told yeah.
0: us. It's Sapphire doing the line, and it's sure rose couldn't have known. Um, Ruby, this is punishment for the rebellion. Um, Sapphire, it's not our fault. Um, it is really... Interesting, difficult to watch exchange between the mm. two of them because they're both very emotionally charged, mainly between anger and sadness. Yeah, and like panic, and like there's very outward, fearful emotions from Ruby, and very introspective, self blaming emotions from Sapphire. Yeah, it is a rough thing to watch. <laughs> it's, I mean, it ties into what you were saying before. We normally see Garnet yeah. as
1: such a calm character seeing her act like this is unnerving. Yeah. It kind of tells us how disturbing this situation
0: is. Oh, gosh. So, Garnet Garnet is very adamant. We need to poof and bubble all of them. We can't let any escape. Like, I think a lot of this is she wants to make sure that she knows where all of these shards are, these shard Mm. fusions are, so that if there's ever a way to fix them... They can all be fixed. Yeah, Which is... Sorry, go on. (laughs) I
2: was just... um, It was something I thought of. If Stephen can fix cracked gems, can he fix shattered ones? Like, if they were put together again?
0: I I would guess yes, if you could identify... Like, let's say you were trying to rebuild a shattered sapphire. You'd not only have to find all the pieces of that sapphire... But also, like, the ones of that sapphire, not of other sapphire shards that happen to fit into place. Mm. I think it would be a very difficult thing to do, as we currently understand healing.
1: All I can think now is, is Stephen going to revive Pink Diamond? Mm. Oh,
0: I I was going somewhere different. I was like, is he going to revive the cluster? Is he going to at some point fix the cluster, maybe? Oh, that's really interesting as well, because the cluster is... A bunch of gem shards. Yep. Yeah, which means that not only <gasps> oh, well, <were> Homeworld <laughs> deliberately shattering gems to build the cluster. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's there was a is Pink, is Pink
2: Diamond part of the yeah. cluster?
0: Oh, oh that is she going to be
2: the main force in the cluster? Yeah,
0: I've never really stopped to think about that. That all of these shattered gem shards that Garnet finds so horrifying probably exist because Homeworld were like, let's shatter a bunch of gems, build the cluster. That makes sense. Like, is this a thing mm. they've done on multiple worlds that they that they do every time they want to make a geo weapon out of a planet? Do they have to shatter and clusterify? Oh gosh! Countless gems, because it's easy to say they had all these gem shards because of the rebellion. Therefore, it, they used them to make the cluster. Mm-hmm. It seems like this is an inherent part of making a cluster in a planet. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm thinking you now. I mean, there's. You could tell an interesting story yeah. there about sending, like using people for such a horrible thing against yeah, their will. Like,
2: it's the whole thing of like we need your dead body, so in you go to this war, so we yeah. can then collect your bodies and use them for the thing Con- we need. Considering how mm.
0: horrified homeworld are about pink diamond being shattered, they are so cavalier about the existence of the cluster. They're like, mm. oh, has it has it emerged yet? Whatever. It's. They should be horrified by this thing's existence if they're this appalled by the shattering of gems unless it's just because of their class-based it's a, yeah. society. It's you can shatter as many low-class gems as you want, but don't you dare shatter a diamond. Yeah, I think it's a class thing. Yeah. Also, again, I don't think we've ever acknowledged there is some significance to diamond is notorious in reality as being a very like one of the hardest substances there is mm. and that it's very difficult to shatter a diamond. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably part of the significance of how dare you shatter pink diamond because they're supposedly yeah, unshatterable. Unthinkable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, one thing I think is really interesting that we've not really touched on is Garnet gets really scared and angry when people other than her, like Amethyst and Pearl, try to interact with these gem shards. Um... Pearl says um, like, sort of cavalierly walks in and it's like it goes to grab one of the gem shards and says what are these things and Garnet shouts back put them down like mm-hmm. she's scared and sad and angry and she's like you're not a f- I, I, I read it as you're not a fusion This is this not. Well. this is not for you to do don't you dare deal with this this is for me to handle yeah. I'm the only one that understands the severity of this mm. yeah <laughs> I have nothing other to say than, uh, yeah. The, yeah, I agree. I want
2: to know how they stick them together and if there is a way to break them apart once they've like, done that. Like, is there a that.
1: machine or... Yeah,
2: because clearly they weren't together to start with. Mm. So they've, they've stuck them together somehow, but if they can stick them together, can they be separated?
0: I suspect we will at some point find that out, yeah. but... Yeah, no.
2: Stephen Universe plants seeds so early on. Yeah. I'm just like, we've probably I, got like another hundred episodes yeah. before we find out. I'm, I'm still reeling. I'm
0: just still reeling at the whole re- like thinking about the cluster because I've never thought about the cluster this way yeah. before. <laughs> Me too. And the, the realities of how did you get that many shattered gems? Mm. Oh
2: gosh. What if Pink Diamond isn't shattered and she's um, just like popped and is in the middle of the cluster and she would be the one that would control it if it came what? about. It, there are
0: people that say, like, they they saw Pink Diamond get mm. shattered, so we would have to discredit some testimonies for that to be the case. I'm not saying it's impossible.
2: <laughs> I'm just very curious. But
0: some people would have had to have lied about what they'd seen. Yeah. Um. So we end up having our sort of end of the episode up on top of the giant hand outside the temple. Retta, you asked this question weeks ago.
2: How does the washing machine work on uh, top of that? We
0: don't get an answer, but at least Stephen asks the question. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, see, Stephen knows what's up. <laughs> I, I can only assume the writers put the washing machine and tumble dryer up there, and then in a later episode, we're like, oh crap, we didn't. That doesn't <laughs> uh, make any sense. <laughs> it's fine. If we acknowledge that we did something that made no sense, it's okay. Hmm.
1: I think whenever anything like that happens, it makes no sense. Uncle Grandpa did it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Uncle Grandpa did it. If
0: it happened after the Uncle Grandpa episode, Uncle Grandpa did it. He has the reality warping powers. He yeah. can make it work. Um. So yeah, we end up getting like quite a good outro talk from from Garnet. Um. I like
1: how it's not immediately apparent what she's referring to when she says, "I wish you hadn't seen that." Yeah, Cause it's my gut reaction was, "Oh, is she talking about the almost unfusing?" But then. I quickly read it, it as oh no, she means I wish yeah. you hadn't seen the horrible fusion
0: monsters. Yeah, yeah. I one of the most like realistic bits of dialogue in a while I've seen is like the exchange, it's I wish you hadn't seen that. Oh it's okay. No, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's like, No, 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 don't don't dismiss the importance of what you saw. What you saw was horrible and you shouldn't be okay with what you saw. Yeah. Like, she doesn't let him just be like, no, nah, it's fine, it wasn't that horrifying. It's yeah. like, no, it was horrifying, you shouldn't have seen yeah, it. Yeah, this isn't a normal thing that we encounter. Um,
2: well, I think it's because, obviously, a lot of the horrors that Stephen sees, mm. he has learned to deal with it in a very flippant kind of way, just like, yeah. well, that's part of life, that's just how it happens. Like,
1: yeah, I things
2: think... happen, so Galen it's kind of like, no... This isn't normal, and it's not an okay situation. It shouldn't yeah. have happened. Also,
0: uh, something I really like: we talked about when the Stavoni episode happened, Stephen not seeming to understand the, the importance of the lack of consent that was going on with creepy fucking Kevin. <laughs> um, yep. And that when we next get the when we get the Drift City races or whatever it's called, where they do the sort of race down the yep. hill, that Stephen does seem to be a lot more angry and understanding of the. The lines of consent that were crossed at that point. I think this is the moment where Stephen realises why, cons- like, what was so wrong about what happened to them as Stephanie. Yeah. Because when Garnet says it's not okay, Stephen asks, why? Up yeah. until this moment, he doesn't understand the problem with non consent. Yeah. And if- after this, Garnet explains this is how consent works and why what. Like, it, it's it's about the, the shard fusions, but it's also kind of for Stephen. This is why what Kevin did wasn't okay. Yeah,
1: it's this is what fusion is, and this is what was happening in relation to consent.
2: Fusion yeah. isn't being forced together, it's a choice. Yep. Um, what Homeworld
0: did, taking the shards and parts of fallen gems and combining them. These gems weren't asked permission. Fusion is a choice. Those gems weren't given a choice. It isn't right, it isn't fusion.
1: That's the line I think is really mm-hmm. not where they just... It isn't fusion. Because that, to me, I read as, like, it isn't sex if it's not consensual. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's really interesting when you later apply that to uh, Malachite, the the one under the mm-hmm. ocean. Yeah. Um, where, like, that is technically two gems fused, but, like, you know, that is not what fusion's meant to no, be about. Not at
2: all. Um, well, it's the whole, um... They have trapped each other. Like... Um, like Lapis didn't want to fuse, but she did it because she wanted to trap Jasper into yeah. being stuck. So it's kind of like there's two people who don't want to be in that situation, but Lapis keeping... is sacrificing herself in order to keep Jasper under control. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: when we get to that, I think that's a really interesting conversation to have about the fact that while. You know, between the fusion of Lapis and and Jasper, Jasper is clearly the one that should be feared. I can understand where Lapis is, like, like trying to convince Lapis that she's the dangerous one comes from, because you did non-consensually hold down Jasper at the bottom of the ocean for a while. Like, you did it for reasons that are totally understandable, but... I, I can see how Jesper would manipulate you with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. We've got some, some consent stuff to talk <laughs> about. has got to be point. so
2: strong, though, to do that. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, I, I feel like we shouldn't say too much, because yeah, that's going to be we a we will whole. get to that, but, yeah. Uh. We, we also get some really nice back and forth between Stephen and Garnet about just the nature of, of consensual fusion. Um, do you forget who you used to be? You forget you were ever alone.
2: I have that line written yeah. down
0: because I thought it was adorable. It's adorable, isn't it? When you fuse, <laughs> you don't feel like two people. You feel like one being. And your old names might as well be names for your left arm and your right. Which is really sweet considering where the gems... Yeah, oh, gem, yeah, I the never gems. thought of yeah, that. Yeah, it's where the gems physically are oh, in, in each arm. That's um, so cute. <laughs> when, when you split up, is it like you disappear? Which... I think is really interesting because a lot of people feel like that after relationship breakups is have I lost some part of my mm-hmm. sense of identity by not having this other person? Yeah. Um, I embody Ruby and Sapphire's love. I'll always exist in them even if I split apart. Which I read as like, hey, even if a relationship ends, you know, that other person still exists within you to some degree because, you know, that's what that kind of bond does mm. does to someone.
1: I also think just on the surface level, this conversation is interesting in that I feel like Stephen is basically asking, when you unfuse, are you essentially kind of like no longer existing? Is Garnet, the person that I'm talking to right yeah. now, not it just,
2: does, does she, she just vanish? disappear from existence? Yeah, yeah, does she only exist when they're together? It's
0: like no, that like that relationship between Ruby and Garnet. Even if they uh, Ruby and Sapphire, even if they split apart, they still have that relationship within them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and they still
2: have all the memories and experiences as yeah. that they had as Garnet. And
0: everything they did together is still a part of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it's it's like the whole um, when Garnet refuses on the the ship. When she says, um, we didn't want you to meet us like this. Because she's being garnet at the time, but she's referring to her other selves. As we. As we, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the episode ends with just a
0: really sweet um, exchange where it's uh, a a sock's about to fly away. They grab it. Don't want to break up a pair. Yeah, they belong together. And a red and a blue sock get paired up together. It's like this is that's Sapphire
2: clearly... and Ruby. Exactly.
0: It's clearly not meant to actually be a pair of socks, but but they're a pair, and it's yeah. okay. You know, we usually pair blue socks with blue socks and red socks with red socks. But if we want to pair a blue and a red together, that's okay. Mm-hmm. A powerful endorsement
1: of odd socks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I will never look at uh, odd socks the same way. I will now cry at the beautiful love of odd socks. <laughs>
2: That's it Mia, our odd sock bag is now being re- re-put into circulation with the rest of the socks. Um, so <laughs> next up we
0: have We Need to Talk. Um, so before we get into any of the like serious discussion of We Need to Talk, um, I like that the album, the vinyl albums that Greg have are clearly references to 80s bands. Um, I didn't note down all of them, but the one that jumped out at me was, I forget, what the actual band was called. uh, Oh, Orange Orange Magic Orchestra, O-M-O, which is clearly meant to be an E-L-O, Electric Light Orchestra spoof. (laughs) Which, I like those kind of like, here's an 80s band that the kids are not going to have any clue what's going on, but Greg would know what (laughs) that is.
3: exactly.
0: Rater is yeah. shrugging dramatically. <laughs> I'm just like
2: I don't know what that is either. But H- okay. how, how does
0: he describe them? Transcendental space rock. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like yellow. Yeah, that's yeah, a synth. Um. So, Stevoni fuses accidentally. Um. Stephen and Connie are just dancing along to music, and they fuse without thinking. Mm-hmm. And Greg panics. She does not know how to process this.
2: I just want to say, Connie says that she had only ever heard classical music.
0: Oh, I missed that line.
2: Yeah, she says that she's only ever heard classical music before, Before, because she asks, like, what is this? Mm, I've yeah. only, I'm, I only listen to classical music. Because her parents are obviously kind of like, I, only classical for listen, you. Listen to, yeah. it,
0: like, you know, the, the right kind of music, yes. so intelligent and cultured people listen to. Indeed. Indeed so they have fun they do a dance and greg panics at the fusion and stivoni notices greg panicking panics themselves cuz they didn't intend to fuse and falls apart straight yeah. away cuz it's like uh uh, uh what <laughs> and away they they unfuse and greg says well,
2: they're, they're scared they're doing something that they shouldn't have yeah
0: it's should we have not done this in front of an adult um and greg's totally sympathetic he's like no, 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 this is great. Like, you you two are, are, like, are really trusting of each other and have, like, a close, t- trusting bond. That's good. This is yeah. this is a, a thing we should support.
1: I do like that, because initially he is very shocked, but then it Im- immediately it takes on a much more positive now.
2: And he's yeah. like, oh,
1: okay, you can do that. That's cool. I
2: think it makes him happy as well, because obviously he did want to fuse with Rose. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like, I wish I'd have had that bond that... And you're getting the experience that I couldn't... I I
0: think that's the whole story of this episode, isn't it? It's like, let's go back and talk about why I was both shocked and am now really pleased (laughs) about you getting defused. Mm -hmm. Um, So flashback, the flashback time that, as always, involves a song because Greg's flashbacks involve music. Um, We get the music video first for What Can I Do For You?, this is a great song. This it is, is such a good song. It is such it's such a telling song. It, it gives us a lot of insight into Rose. Uh, into into Rose, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into the lyrics, it, their their music stage is on a warp pad. Yes. Is this the cave that eventually becomes the house? Is where they're yeah. recording? Yeah, that's, that's what right. I took. Yes, yeah, me too. That's that's what I saw. Um, so yeah, something I didn't really notice until we were watching this for Clodcast is. Greg seems really thrown by Rose singing. He doesn't seem to see it coming. He's a little shocked when she starts, like, adding in her own lyrics. And there's a few times where his face just drops. And the way I read that is he's kind of uncomfortable with some of the ways that Rose talks about him.
1: Yeah, because that's kind of the other plot that's going on in this flashback, is... Greg is obviously developing quite serious feelings for Rose. Yeah. And then Rose is playing this off as this kind of like, oh, it's kind of fun. And, and Greg's kind of like, is this
0: going anywhere? I I think the difference is, is for someone like Rose, a gem who is essentially ageless, you know... 30 or 40 years together is like, ah, oh, that's a silly, you know, silly mm. little fun time we had. But she doesn't quite realise that for Greg that's like, that would be a whole life together. Yeah. I mean, there's a
1: big juxtaposition here between the Rose that we see talking to Greg here and the Rose we see talking to Greg in the videotape mm. when they definitely seem more like a mature
0: and kind of like loving couple. At, at this point, they've not really stopped to have a serious conversation. They're just sort of going on like, Hey, we both really like each other. <laughs> Love, woo! Yeah. And they've not stopped to think about what do we seriously want long term. Yeah, and um, can we have long term? Yeah, with
1: like, differences.
0: So I think like the most telling bit. Total. Oh, also, thing I didn't know is that when Rose is singing, it's gone. It's voice actor that sings Rose's uh, lines oh, in this song. Is it? Yeah, apparently, it's Estelle.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, so did not it, get that Neither
0: did I um, I'm I'm getting this purely based on um, the the genius.com lyrics for What Can I Do For You When Rose Quartz is talking it's Susan Egan, but when Rose is singing, it's Estelle
1: Okay,
0: I guess Susan didn't have a great singing voice Apparently so um, So, initially they're both singing What Can I Do For You What Can I Do That No One Else Can Do both at each other, and it's very like evenly paced. The tone changes when Rose sings, Human man, you are so much fun. I hadn't planned on finding you quite this entertaining. Um, I like the way human beings play. I like playing along. A lot of that verse is just like, you're this like passing entertainment, you're nothing serious and, you know, i finding you more entertaining than I expected, but, you know, that's about it. Yeah, playing along I find it. important yeah. It's almost it's like... like
2: she's watching, like, a little kid play with toys yeah, and you're like, just I'm... like, I'll play dolls with you, sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's coming yeah. down
1: to your this, level. This
0: is like, I put a note in there that she's, she sees Greg almost like a pet or a child. Yeah, yeah that's how I thought. That's she she doesn't thought see as him well. as being on the same level. Yeah. Um,
2: it's kind of like the way you talk about a dog chasing its tail yeah, it yeah like, oh, it's like hey, i didn't find i didn't think i'd find
0: and this so fun but it's, there you go it's not just greg it's humans in general she's like human beings she sees them as as playing they're not doing anything serious with their lives they're not like you know saving the galaxy from you know mm-hmm. intergalactic space rocks they're just oh they're just playing their silly games yeah. you know well
1: she refers to him as human man yeah how detached can you possibly get? <laughs> oh,
0: human the uh, Greg, Humanman, <laughs> Um And yeah, I like playing along. In It suggests, like, I'm not doing this because I feel the same level of seriousness as you do. I'm doing it because, ah, it's a silly thing to do, and yeah. it seems to be amusing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, Greg's demeanour in the next chorus completely changes. It's, what can I do for you? What can I do that no one else can do? He seems really dejected, and I think it's because... I'm just human man to you. Yeah. Like, what can I do that no other human can do? What can I do that no one else can do? Yeah, Like, he's starting to wonder, why are you with me? Surely any human would be as amusingly, mm. like, silly and fun for you to goof around with. Okay, it's,
1: it's basically him feeling inferior because he's not a gem. Yeah. He's not on the same level that she is.
0: Yeah, why do you care about me? I'm not one of you. Yeah. Um, and then we get... The, um, Pearl, Pearl gets jealous and does a sexy fusion dance mm-hmm. is is what I've written down here.
2: I've wrote, Pearl is such a bitch face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's accurate. It, it's important to note, one of the, the key things that happens here is at the end of the dance, there's sort of a lean into the fusion where it looks like Rose and Pearl almost kiss. Mm-hmm. This is edited out of the UK version of the show it and is, some yeah. other countries, so, you know the intention of the creators was for, for there to be romantic tension here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the
1: way I, I read this is that Rose is playing
0: it up for the music
1: video. Yeah. Pearl is kind of like, ha I have this connection with Rose that you'll never have, human yeah. man.
0: It, it, I think she can see Greg's insecurity. It's like, this is how I can <laughs> best play mm-hmm. on it, is be like what can I do that no one else can do? Well, I can fuse and you can't do that. That's what I can do that no one else can do. (laughs) Um, Also, Rainbow
1: Quartz, really cool looking fusion.
0: Yeah, I really hope we get to see Rainbow Quartz again in terms of a Pearl Steven fusion. I hope that ends up being something Rainbow Quartz-esque. I I would think that Pearl and Steven would turn into something else. Mm. I, I would think that the gem would still be called a Rainbow Quartz because I think that's what you get from those two gems but i think it would be a very diff- either different looking or different personality wise yeah but well, i'm just thinking in terms of like smoky quartz for instance yeah. i'm sure that
1: rose and amethyst wouldn't necessarily be the smoky quartz that we see between yeah. amethyst and yeah I, I think
0: they'd be a smoky quartz but a very different smoky yeah. quartz so i think we'll get rainbow quartz again but it won't be this rainbow quartz yeah that's interesting i never thought of that of having the same name yeah. cuz we've seen Gems take on different forms when they reform. Mm. Well, we so, see that when Garnet was initially fused together, she was just a complete colourful mess. So blue, yeah. yeah. So there's nothing to say that they can't, you know, completely change up mm-hmm. there and like be the same name but a different appearance.
2: Mm. I find it interesting that of all the gems, Rose just doesn't wear shoes. Mm. She goes around barefoot, mm. and all the other gems wear like, shoes, or they have shoes kind of built Who in. Who did you say is not wearing shoes?
0: Rose. Rose. I hadn't
2: noticed that. Yeah, like, when she moves to do the dance with Pearl, she lifts up her dress a bit. Yeah. And she's just not wearing shoes. Is she's it, got bare feet. Is it
0: because she's in touch with the earth because <laughs> her feet are touching it? I can see, like... Obviously, yeah, I know you're making a pun, but
1: <laughs> beyond the pun, that could be it. it but like, it, she likes it, the feel of the yeah. ground. And she likes,
0: she, to, she likes to be in touch with the earth. Um... I think my favorite thing about that dance is when they unfuse and Pearl just drops the yeah. mic. <laughs> yeah, some mic drops. <laughs> oh,
2: I also just want to point out that Amethyst again is like a pet because Greg gives her what I assume is candy. Yeah, it's
0: like giving a treat. I, yeah. I, I, went a different way with her. I put the Amethyst's form here as almost like a toddler.
2: Yeah, it's I, that too? I
0: think she's definitely meant to be like the little kid. Yeah, but
2: he gives her the, the sweets. Or candy, or whatever the hell you yeah. want to call it, and she puts it in her mouth and shakes it and like makes growling noises like a dog. Yeah, yeah. She's very much like my my reading on it
0: is she's the she's the very very young child until Stephen comes along and suddenly it's like. Oh, I now have to be the big sis the bigger sister because mm. there's now someone younger than me here. Yeah.
2: I just see Amethyst being a lot more pet like cuz like the first yeah. time that Greg ever met her, she was an owl.
0: She does like being animals. <laughs> yeah. She always wants to be the crocodile. Jessa. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you never, never commit. Yeah, no one ever commits <laughs> to being the crocodile. Um, so <laughs> we had some really harsh dialogue between Pearl and Greg that really cements like we eventually get this reconciled somewhat, but it cements why they both have such a dislike of each other. Um, you're a phase, a novelty. Um, she she mocks Greg's inability to fuse. She's very like, you are a passing trend. You can't fuse. You're never going to be anything significant or long term or serious yeah, with her. It's playing on his insecurity. Yeah,
2: I think Pearl is more saying that to. Reassure herself rather than to hurt Grey. I think it's
1: both. Yeah. Well, we see in a little bit when she's hiding behind the rock, this was a plan of hers. Yeah. Yeah. She was deliberately trying to push them apart. She was hoping
0: that this would be the thing that pushes them apart and ultimately, like, it pushes them together because, like, him trying to fuse is what gets them to have a conversation and the realisation of yeah you can physically fuse you can you can basically have sex but unless you're actually having conversations you're never going to be that yeah. long-term couple
2: which is why Garnet encourages it yeah Garnet yeah.
1: that's the thing Garnet knows that they're not going to fuse but by trying to
0: fuse they can metaphorically fuse well we'll we'll get there we're rushing ahead <laughs> of ourselves slightly
2: i also love that when Garnet goes to talk to Greg she says, Amethyst, give us some privacy. Picks her up and just launches her. <laughs> She's just like, get lost, Amethyst, we need to talk. Um,
0: yeah, so in terms of other things Pearl says, like, I think she very much hints at the sex metaphor here. Fusion is the most intimate things that two gems can do. Um, going on from there, when we're down on the beach, Amethyst doesn't know what videos are. Okay, I missed uh, that. Um, it's us, but from before... <laughs> While watching oh, the music yeah. video. And she gets, like, surprised by the the video being played back. I I got the impression she didn't have a concept of, I'm watching back what happened already on this. Yeah. And I wonder if that's meant to then, like, Greg introduced her to the concept of video, which is why eventually they watch yeah. Little Butler together.
1: That makes sense. Well, we see here that um, is, there's a line somewhere of Amethyst saying yeah. that she likes this one or something about Greg. Like, this is Mm. clearly when she's starting to kind of form that friendship with him.
0: Yeah. Um, So, Greg wants to fuse in spite of the fact it won't work. Garnet gives a big list of, like, technical reasons why it won't work, and she lays out, like, you need to have a gem and focus the core of your being into that gem and then take on a form of pure light and combine your light forms with their gem. These are all things you cannot do. And Greg still wants to do it and Garnet still encourages him to try.
2: Well, she Mm. says you need a partner who you can trust with that light. Yeah. Which I think is really cute.
0: I I think that works really nicely as just like a general metaphor Uh for relationships. You need someone you can trust with that sort of core of your being. Yeah. Ah, oh, for anyone who can't see, Retta <laughs> put her hand on Mir, and it was very sweet. Um, so Garnet, enc- I like that Garnet encourages him, like she gives him the doom and gloom information and is still like, you should try, which is really sweet. Um,
2: well, she does the same thing for Steven, like in the Geod thing, when he's like, will it work? And she goes, no, but you should try anyway.
1: She's very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
0: here, though, it's because she knows what the result is. She knows the outcome. She's like, you'll
2: get closer because of it, so off you go. And I think
0: with Stavoni, she believed it wouldn't work because she'd seen previous attempts of humans to fuse. Mm. Yeah. Which is why she gets so excited when it works. (laughs) Um, So Greg and Rose have a beautiful shared dance and kiss. And it's lovely and very shared and... Greg then gets very upset that he couldn't fuse with her. And Rose finds it hilarious that he tried. Mm. And Greg worries that he's not being taken seriously because he's being laughed at when he tries to open up. And Rose keeps laughing. And I think that's the importance of that exchange is, I'm trying to open up. Ha ha ha, that's so silly. No, I'm being serious. I'm trying to open up with you. This is important. Ha ha ha, you're so silly. And Greg's like, oh, oh, that second yeah. laughter was not good. You can, He's definitely hurt by what's yeah. going on. He feels completely patronised.
2: Well, he says, I'm worried about the future, which is when Rose goes, just ask Garnet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, that's, you know, I don't want to just, you know... J- just know that everything's going to be okay. I want us to get there
2: ourselves. Mm. I think it's also the gems taking things very literally. Yeah. She thinks, oh, you're worried about the future in general, yeah, the not the, of the future, future of like our us as a future. relationship.
0: I'm not worried about what will happen. I'm worried about us in the present. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's a bit of transcript. I, I forgot to pull up the right bit of transcript to find, so do you mind both of them <laughs> ping for a sec while I find the thing I wanted
1: sure. to cite? The line that I was thinking of with Amethyst actually comes near the end. I've just found a bit of note of it. it really? She says, this one's my favourite. Uh, what
2: did she say that about? Greg. Oh
1: So this this is kind of the moment where she yeah. kind of starts to attach towards Greg. Okay.
2: Uh, well, I think she always liked him anyway because like, the reason that Amethyst has that hair is because of Greg, because when we first meet her in this episode, she has, like, a little pixie cut. She's got really mm. short hair. And when she mm. sees him, she's like, I really like your hair.
0: <gasps> yeah. So I found the bit of transcript I wanted to pull up, and it's the, the conversation about the relationship with Greg and Rose, because I think there's some important stuff to pull up from that conversation. Mm. Um, that uh, I, uh, The problem is is that I'm just a human. That's not a problem. I love humans. You're all so funny. <laughs> And that's either of two things she means there. Either she thinks all humans are the same and there's nothing special about Greg, Mm. or she finds humans inherently funny because, oh, it's so silly, you think you're important. She says it the way that you would say, like, I love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs, they're lovely, they're loyal, they're (laughs) great. And Greg grimaces. He's heartbroken, I think, because it's like, I thought I was special, not just because I was a human, but because I was me. Mm. Um... These last few months have been great. Oh, yes. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm getting a bit worried about the future. Oh, just ask Garnet. I'm starting to wonder if you respect me. And Rose laughs at this. You're hilarious, Mr. Universe. Rose, please. Rose continues laughing. Can you just... Rose continues laughing. Talk to me for a second like a real person. Now... Rose gets really up, like caught off guard by this line. I don't think Greg was talk to me like a like you're a human. It's talk to. I think what Greg meant was talk to me like another sentient being that sees me as your equal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say like...
2: it's more talk to me as an equal. Mm-hmm.
0: But she takes it as like I'm I'm not a person. I thought haven't we is is this not how it works? Um. And they have that conversation that Greg hasn't really acknowledged of, this is weird, you are an alien, we do have very different perspectives on my existence. Mm. Um, Greg breaks down in tears. Like, he laughs and then he cries. Um, how are we going to make this work? Fusion? No. Us. We're really different. What do we do now? Let's just talk. And I like that they do the responsible thing that never happens in media where it's, talk about your problem, don't let it be a big thing, just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that will solve half your problems. Yeah,
1: it's great that, like, the problem with this that Greg has is that he wants to fuse. The solution isn't, they find a way to fuse. No,
0: it's, the the, the solution is, and I really like this, fusion is a conversation, have a conversation yeah. You'll be you'll be getting what we get out of fusion exactly. without the physical forms yeah. melding. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that they they legitima- legitimize because I've seen some interesting conversations about this. There are certain people who are um, asexual who read this really interestingly as a scene about it's okay to have a non sexual relationship where oh, even that, yeah. even if you don't have that physical intimacy. As long as you're having the intimate conversations that go along with it, you can still have a relationship. A meaningful, well-built, solid, long-term relationship. And I really like that as a reading yeah. of like asexuality is okay, is okay. Like it's okay to not have that physical component to a relationship. Yeah. It doesn't make it any less of a real relationship. Yeah, which is really sweet. Um I like that. Yeah. The conversation they have um It feels really real. Like, it feels like this was someone on the writing team had this conversation. Um, I barely know you. And Rose's response, that's a good thing. Which is presumably she's not talked at all about, like, hey, I was leader of a rebellion and a war. Like, Greg doesn't know any of this. I'm a war criminal.
2: Hey, I've literally killed thousands of people that are just like me.
0: Uh, We really rushed into this. Everything on earth, Earth seems fast to me. This is obviously, you get this a lot in sci-fi with long-lived races, where they view humans as living their lives in, at incredibly quick, ambitious paces, because, like, they've not got much time to work with. We sort of just, go, 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 we need to do everything. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, it's The same thing happens with, like... Um in Mass Effect with the Asari Asari yeah
3: because
2: they're always kind of like oh but I'm still so young I'm only like 120 it's just kind of like (laughs) yeah yeah but humans would have been dead like 50 mm. years ago now. <laughs>
0: well, it's why humans end up being so important in the Mass Effect universe mm. is because of their short-lived nature on the galactic scale. They are very sort of like, go, 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 do yeah, the thing, do,
1: do the thing. I also, and I'm going slightly yeah. tangent, no, okay. I also like that in Mass Effect they have Salarians, who are yeah. no, a more accelerated version of humans. Yeah. So humans sit in the middle. Rather so, than have that usual trope of everyone's really long-lived, like yeah. you know, there's the elves, and yeah. but instead it's
0: like, oh, there's this race that... Liz. It's even, even shorter. shorter lives yeah, than, even humans. Shorter than humans. Yeah. Um, do you ever miss your home planet? No. Never. So we've not really acknowledged it at this point, but obviously she's talking about, like, I don't miss Homeworld because, you know... We, I, I started rebelling against them. I can never go back. Of course, I'm not going to... Even if I did miss home, I'm not going to acknowledge that yeah. well, because huge, I know I can't go.
1: It's a huge contrast to Pearl, who obviously yeah. is longing to return to
0: Homeworld, while Rose is like, no, never. and never worry about going back to Homeworld.
3: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then we get some relationship talk. Have you ever loved other humans? Have you? I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, turn it back and be
1: like, well,
0: have you, am I, you know, your only person that you've ever loved? Yeah, and Greg acknowledges, yeah, I've loved other humans. And Rose is like, yeah, I've loved other humans. Mm. Have you ever been in love with a human? I like that there's a distinction between have you ever loved other humans and have you ever been in love with a human? Yeah. How would I know? it's torture. It's a very human answer to <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about love. Because love is beautiful, but it can sometimes it's be like... complicated, yeah. messy. Um, Is this torture the worst? I'm so sorry. No, don't be. <laughs> Why not? I'm so confused. Ah, me too. Uh, this is good. We've got one thing in common. And they dance and laugh about the fact that neither of them really knows what they're doing with this, but they have something in common because they don't understand. They don't know what they're doing, and that's okay, yeah. and they're okay with it together. It's such a sweet,
1: lovely conversation. <laughs> it is. It is.
0: It's adorable. I love it. Yeah, and, like,
1: again, uh... I like it because there's no set conclusion, like, based on the setup of it. yeah, They just talk, and they're like, oh, neither of us really know what we're doing, and
0: that's, yeah. the, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the end. And Pearl tries to dismiss it. She's like... Why are they still dancing? It didn't work. She's like, f- they didn't fuse. Yeah. They're, you know, why, why haven't they broken up over not being able to fuse? And Garnet's like, it did though. It did work. Um,
2: it's the whole you don't need to fuse slash have sex to have a relationship. Yeah. And
0: I, again, I never really saw the parallels till we watched it for Clodcast, That fusion is a rela A, a fusion is a conversation. You can have a conversation without that f- physical yeah. melding and still. Still emotionally have fused, mm-hmm. and that's lovely. Um,
2: I want Stephen to fuse with Greg, and I don't mean it in an incesty, no, creepy way. Like
0: that's the thing is, you can have non like you can have the platonic kind of fusion. Yeah. It would be really nice for Greg to get to experience fusion, but it would also be really sad because it would probably remind him, "I never got to do this." And when te- your mother was who technically,
2: she was. it's still with Ros. Yeah. Like but, the gem yeah. is who he's fusing
0: I, with. I think if they ever did that it would be a very conflicted experience for Greg. Mm. I don't think it would be an entirely positive or negative. He'd probably yeah. be really confused about it. Yeah. Which I kind of hope they never do it. I I think there'd be an interesting story there, but I don't have confidence in it being told right. I
1: don't think they need to do it. I yeah. Guess.
0: I think that you can tell the same sort of interesting story by not having fusion, but eventually when the rose quartz in uh, the, the human zoo area, yeah, the when they get unbubbled and Greg has to confront one of them, yeah. you'll be able to have that same emotional conflict without having to have the weird confluence of this is him fusing with his son. Yeah, I definitely
1: think there's kind of a fake-out moment coming of, oh my god, it's Rose, Rose is here, and then it's like, oh, it's a different Rose. Yeah,
0: that's gonna come. Um, You know, you were saying Amethyst has that line, I think this one's my favourite. Mm. The line that comes after that is really significant. I think he's her favourite too. Yes. Pearl has realised at this <laughs> point, like, <laughs> by trying to drive them apart, I've accidentally driven them together, because mm. before I meddled... You know, Greg was insecure, they weren't really on any kind of significant footing, and by trying to drive them apart, I've accidentally made them talk to each other, and... Oh, crap. Yeah, like,
1: this is something different. This isn't normal.
0: Um, Connie asks, you were never able to fuse. No, but that wasn't as important as talking to each other. Um, humans and gems, it's still pretty new territory, you're gonna have to work it out together. And Connie... If you ever need to talk to another human being about this, you can always talk to me.
2: I really love that. Because one of the first things that Connie does is go, please don't tell my parents. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I, I think it's really sweet that Greg is like, I understand the difficulty of being a human interacting with all this gem stuff from the outside, but I also understand like being, falling in love or, you know, or falling deeply in a relationship or whatever it is. Like, being very close to someone that is an alien or part alien and worrying about what does this mean for me, what does this mean long-term, what does this mean for, like, how would my family feel about this... I understand that those are things you're going to struggle with because presumably Greg struggled with them himself. Yeah,
1: because Connie yeah. can't exactly relate to Stephen in that sense because yeah. Stephen is still part gem. Yeah. But Greg and Connie are completely yeah. outside of this whole like yeah. gem physiology. And
0: it's just nice that Greg is like, basically here is a safe of spa- a space of safety to explore what this between human and gems means for you. And Mm. to safely ask any questions you need to ask. Yeah. And that's, that's so sweet. Like, I've never, I'm sad they don't do more with that. That there's this sort of, like, the birth of a really sweet mutual connection between Greg and Connie.
1: Yeah, because I can't really think of any other instance where they interact one-on-one. Yeah,
0: Mm. but there is, there is definitely the seed for a really nice connection between them here. Yeah. Which is super lovely. Um... So yeah, I think that's everything I had on this episode. That's everything I had. Okay, so next up is episode sixty two, Chili Tid, which has an episode title that we did not understand when it came <laughs> up, and we've we've had to go and Google to try and like work out what it could be in reference to. But we'll we'll get to the weird episode title later. So um the whole gang is in an inflatable raft looking for malachite out in the ocean. Um, Garnet, very quickly, early on in this episode, talks about why malachite as a fusion isn't okay. And I think a lot of this is because of what we've just seen with the forced fusions. A fusion based on negative attributes like, you know, anger and frustration and those kind of things, it's unstable. As such, we have no idea how long lapis is going to be able to hold jasper down as malachite.
1: Yeah, so it's established here. This is not a permanent solution to the yes, problem. Yes,
0: this is a problem that has a very much has a a you know time limit on it yeah. because lapis will eventually not be able to keep this fusion going mm. based on just holding jasper down.
1: It's also a great allusion to fusion as relationship. The yep. idea that a relationship built on anger and frustration is not
0: going to last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they're,
2: they're kind of trapped in this relationship.
0: Yeah. Yep, and when we see the eventual ways that even when that relationship breaks up, you know, one party can try and pull it back together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And It's okay to have complicated feelings about it. Because this is a really complicated thing. As we discussed earlier, it's really complicated, this idea of Jasper is definitely a bad person. Mm-hmm. Jasper forced Lapis into this relationship. Lapis's way of coping and surviving was to just lock Jasper down and be like, "Nope, you're not hurting anyone else." Yeah, it's, but that is Lapis holding her down without consent, and
2: it's, it's also like an abusive relationship in that I'm staying with you so you don't hurt anyone else. Yeah, yeah, it's that's what I was. Yeah. A lot of
0: it does come down to that whole thing of like. If I bear the burden of this, you know, this horrible relationship, then no one else needs to suffer. You won't go off and hurt someone else. Yeah, it's
1: like, I can take this so that other people don't have Mm
0: to. Yeah, it's really complicated, the whole Lapis and Jasper thing, Mm -hmm. when we eventually get there. Um, Stephen needs to sleep. Uh, he's, He's part human, he needs to sleep. Paul gets really pissed off that he has to sleep.
2: I just want to mention, like, at the very beginning, there's, there's three things that I wanted to mention about when they're in the ocean. How yeah. Stephen nearly dies. Well, kind of. <laughs> um, he spits out a fish. Like, when they get him on the board, he actually, like, spits out a fish. But then, like, when Garnet, like, throws him into the boat, he flops around like he's a fish <laughs> out of water. Mm. And also... The goggles that Garner is wearing are the ones that she was wearing when she said she was going to deal with the lava gem yes. in the episode where Opal is introduced. Yep,
0: they are one size fits all safety goggles. <laughs> I like but, that she um, has these goggles starred away when she needs but them.
2: But it makes me think that she's lying because they are like human goggles.
0: I think that they're probably made of whatever she's made of. Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it.
2: I don't know, I never see a magic it on and off.
1: You think the goggles are coming back?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you think there's something to it?
2: I think she's lying and she never went in the lava pool and it was just a trial for Stephen to get... I
0: think she went in. Thingy I and
2: Watson together.
0: Kingy yeah. and, and Watson. I personally think... I think you personally reading <laughs> a bit much into that, but... Um, So, Stephen needs to sleep. Pearl's a bit pissed off. She's like, no, we should be out there looking. It's like, no, Stephen needs to sleep. Stop it, bad Pearl. Mm. Um, So Stephen... uh, The idea is that Stephen's going to... um, Going to try and teach Pearl and Amethyst how to have a slumber party. Have a nice sleepover. Garnet doesn't need to because she's always relaxed. (laughs) Definitely. Mm. Like, last episode, very relaxed. (laughs) I
1: love that when she says it. She says the gritted teeth. Yeah. It's like,
0: I'm always relaxed. Exactly. (laughs) You know, even when you see forced gem shard fusions, you're definitely relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, I love the line, Stephen, put these gems to bed. There's snacks in the fridge. (laughs) It like, also means be, she knows the... about
2: sleepovers. Yeah,
0: not only does she know about sleepovers, but she trusts Stephen to be the responsible one yeah. on the sleepover, which seems like a really bad move.
2: In other words, don't let them come back after me. They need yeah. to rest. Yeah. They need to... Even if they don't need to sleep, they
0: need to just take a break and recover themselves a bit. Um... I like that Stephen offers them all um, cuddly, plush sleep toys. It's like, yeah. what you like to
1: pick from my selection? It's like a kind of, um, like, offering food almost. Like, oh, here's what we have available. It's, what would you like?
0: It's like, if you're on a flight and they're like, would you like, you know, an eye mask yeah. or, you know, a pillow? <laughs> it's like, would you would you like uh, Mr. MC Bear <laughs> Um so... I
2: wish they did that on flights.
0: <laughs> what, offered you MC Bear? <laughs> yeah, just
2: like... Would you like a teddy to accompany your sleep? Yes, thank you. (laughs) The Master
1: of
0: Ceremonies collection.
2: Yeah.
0: So there's some weird dreams that Stephen has this episode of. I think we can sort of like rush quite through some of the weird dreams he has. Um, He initially has a black and white 1950s sitcom dream. He opens the door to let Connie in for the big dance. Um, Initially he opens the door thinking it'll be um, Connie and it's Garnet Drawn and,
1: more humanly
0: yeah more humanly she's got a weird popped collar she's yeah. very cool and trendy she's, she's got nerdy glasses that are
2: see-through so you can see that she only has two eyes yeah. yep um
0: and sh- here she
2: says chilly tid which uh
0: what is the, let me pull up what is the context for her saying chilly tid um
1: here it comes ha huh,
0: can i help <laughs> you um she closes her eyes chilly tid smiles at the camera so, there are theories about what Chilly Tid could be a reference to. Um, it means chilling time in... It's Norwegian for chilling time. Uh, a theory suggests on the Steven Universe Reddit that potentially Malachite was off the coast of Norway, and this was supposed to be Steven's subconscious trying to track down where Lapis was and Malachite was, is, hey, there's a line in Norwegian, you... She's in Norway, but you've got to work out that that was Norwegian. Okay. That's, I definitely uh, did
1: not pick up on this.
0: No, but that would make sense as to why for some reason there's a Norwegian phrase it's as a the weird episode line. title.
3: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: the other theories that I think hold less water are Chilly Tid. Move the E. It's chill tide. Search on an ocean tide. Water. Lapis. But that doesn't really narrow it down. In water. It's like, yeah, that doesn't really narrow it down. I like the, she's off the coast of Norway. Um,
1: That seems to make more sense than this person who's in the ocean is in water. (laughs) Yes, Lapis, the water gem,
0: is in water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that really narrows it down. (laughs)
0: Um, So yeah, opens the door again, thinking it'll be Connie, and kind of upsettingly, it's Lapis crying like, (laughs) <laughs> Waterfalls yeah. out of her eyes, and I think her mouth if I'm not yeah. yeah. Um, and Just... a big, she's in color when the whole dream was in black and white, mm-hmm. and the waves crash in, and Stephen wakes up. Um, I
1: took this to be him. This is the moment where his kind of borderline nonsense dream is invading on Lapis's mind. Yeah. Because we'd realise he's kind of connecting to Lapis. Well,
0: if that's the case, that's really horrifying because it means that Lapis is probably currently just like water pouring through all... I took it to be that she's crying. I think she's crying, but she's she's drowning as well. Her her mouth is just full of water. Mm. She's crying and drowning and she's really not happy. But it's very similar to Stephen... In the new Stephen Bond, like, way ahead, being like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to to save other people, therefore I'll do something I don't want to do, even though it makes me sad and it makes me want to cry and I don't <laughs> want to do this. Yeah. It's, that's something Stephen goes through, like, 60, 70 episodes from now, but it's very much what Lapis is yeah. going through here. Yeah. Um, s- yeah. uh, the weird side fact that I just think is interesting. Did you know... Before colour TV, people dreamed in black and white. Really? Yeah, this is a thing. Um, so <laughs> okay. people people who dreamed weren't super aware of whether their dreams were in black and white or colour. It was just never a thing that people thought about before TV existed full stop. When black and white TVs were introduced, people dreamed in black and white. When TVs went to colour, people started dreaming in colour. That's interesting. Yeah, I that's just weird that. facts that like I know about TV, which is super weird. I'm um,
1: so... Inter- okay, I'm just... Get kind of reeling from this. My
0: my so, uh, my understanding of this basically is, uh, TV's introduction gave people a reference point for this is a thing that is happening that I'm observing but that I'm not in control of, mm-hmm. and like TV was that reference point. So when people dreamed, they saw it in black and white because it's like oh, it's like a TV show. Yeah. And then when TV went into color, people connected color with. Thing that I can't control, but I'm watching happen in that's front of me, and started dreaming in colour. So presumably that's linked to film as well. Like uh, film as film, well, so yeah, or TV and, white, and yeah. film. It's once moving pictures went from black and white to colour, yeah. people. That's when people started dreaming in colour. Okay. Before colour TV and films, people dreamed in black and white. It must uh, have
1: been interesting to be alive at that point when. Yeah, you suddenly
0: start dreaming in colour.
1: <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. It must be like a generational thing. Like presumably, if you had a life and you lived and you had never seen T V and film, you probably mm. dreamt in colour. But then if you were born during black and white film and then you were used to seeing black and white films, you probably dreamt in black and white. But then from the noticed beginning. the
0: change when you suddenly started yeah. dreaming in colour. And then obviously the generation that were born when colour was normal That's was gonna always really black freak color. you out when you suddenly have a colour dream. <laughs> oh my God. It's like it's so real <laughs> Um So anyway, that was just a weird um uh, offhanded handed thing. So, um, Stephen tells Pearl about his dream, and Pearl falls asleep because dreams are boring. No one wants to hear about people's dreams; they're boring.
2: It's also the thing that Pearl doesn't understand dreaming because she doesn't get that dreams always makes don't always make sense. Yeah, and I think that's to do with Gem's being too literal. It's like, yeah, but that didn't happen. So why yeah. would? But, you think but that clearly it did. they can dream, yep.
1: <laughs> as we will get to. Well, I think well Pearl herself is a very literal character. Yeah. We yeah. have seen that again and again. She she
0: doesn't want to open herself up to the idea of being silly and creative mm. and not literal. Mm-hmm. And this is her first experience <laughs> with it. Um, <laughs> so Stephen goes back to sleep, has a weird dream about Dog Copter, and... Um, and Stephen accidentally flies into Lapis's, like, empty astral projection void. Um, and Lapis is terrified. We don't get much of it, but she's just like, what, what are you doing here? Go away. It's the moment we realise this is more than a dream. Yeah. The like, I- reaction doesn't make sense
1: for it not actually being real. Yeah. It's clearly real.
2: I just want to um, say that the dream, like, started with dog copter. Yeah, and, Mr. Copter. Yeah, and Stephen asks if the rumours in the tabloids are true. <laughs> I want to know what these rumours are yeah, about Dog Copter.
1: I, I can picture the kind of like half blurry picture of Dog Copter coming out of a restaurant and it's like, there he is, it's Mr.
0: Copter. <laughs> um. So, Stephen wakes up again, and we get proof that gems can dream, and it's adorable, because Pearl is dreaming, and her dream is being projected from her gem onto the ceiling. Her dream is Um, hilarious.
2: It also feels too personal for, like, Amethyst, especially, to be watching it. Yeah,
1: Amethyst finds
0: it hilarious. She
2: finds it hilarious, because we just saw, like,
0: she's well aware of the fact that that Paul was in love with with Rose, but that mm. Greg got in the way, which is basically what this dream is. It's like, ah, oh, this is so great, we're together. Oh no, you were Greg all along. Ah. <laughs> and then Greg has a pizza time. Greg
2: has well, a pizza time. Well, they're riding a wave on a pizza. It,
1: well, they're doing the it's the whole Titanic pose. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? it's it's um, the arms out and.
2: Well, kind of because Pearl's kind of just like a backpack on Rose. <laughs> Um, when Steven tries to
0: talk about, like, hey, I saw Lapis and it wasn't a dream, I was really there. Uh, Pearl just screams, dreams aren't real! <laughs> dreams aren't real! Was Pearl's dream in black and white or colour, though? I don't remember. I feel like it wasn't It was color. projection.
2: It was the prode- no, it projection Oh, it was like, a blue, like a blue
0: haze of yeah. colour. there we go, Pearl has never seen colour TV. She has, she's watched, um, the samurai film.
1: Yeah, but she's
0: dreaming. She it's might be more. dreaming in color, but her projections only in blue because hollow pearls are blue. She mm, can only okay. project blue. Yeah, because
2: when she, when she was on about the memories of Worlds before worlds has always been blue. That's true. Everything's always blue. Sorry, I'm just I'm
0: still not over this dream thing. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, like this is a real thing. Go and look it up. Like do some research. So That's if we the thing.
2: go and watch black and white TV for like a few months, nothing but black and white TV, will we, we dream in black and, and white?
1: What happened when 3D was invented in the 50s and 3D glasses? People then dream in 3D. Do I, I think them? not
0: because that's not your standard way of like your, your standard understanding of how like a TV or a film or like moving pictures works mm. isn't that they're all in 3D and yeah. as such it's probably not an inherent part of your brain. I don't know, go do the research after this episode. It reminds you of this like there's a story that
1: always gets taught. If you ever research um, like the invention of film, yeah, the story that's always taught, which People have said it's very unlikely to be true, but people did spread it around a lot. Oh, I know about, where you're going. And the, yeah, the, retro, the train yeah. going towards the camera,
0: and everyone like panicked <laughs> yeah. and ran out of the mm. theater because they thought the train was yep. going to come yep. and hit them. Because the, f- the first kind of film shown, yeah,
1: it was the train coming towards the camera. <laughs> the story is that people thought a train was going to burst through the wall and kill
0: them. Um, I will find some ev- some some like articles for you at some point about Please black do. and white dreams. Um, so. Stephen goes back into the dream because he's convinced that he can find Lapis. And he's lucid dreaming. He's aware that he's dreaming and as such knows that he can control his dream. Um, And he very quickly goes and finds Lapis. And I think this is the the interesting bit of the episode.
2: He is looking for Lapis, but he does crash into the back of what looks like Jasper's hair. It's Markite's hair, I think.
0: Yeah. It's the two of them. It's Malachite.
2: I don't remember Malachite having hair. Yeah, Malachite has big, long, flowing white
0: hair. Malachite is not bald, I can confirm this. Malachite has a lot of hair.
2: I need to look up Malachite now.
0: I've got written down it was Malachite's hair. Yeah, that's Um, how I saw it. That makes sense. Either way, it's it's not Lapis by herself that's found. It's the physical form that Mm -hmm, is being physically located, probably.
2: I just had a thought. Um, If... Steven like goes into like what Malachite's kind of consciousness via their hair because that's what it is because he can communicate with both lapis a blue gem and jasper a yellow gem and if he is going through into their consciousness through the hair what if where Rose keeps her stuff in Lion that's Lion's consciousness
0: that is an interesting thought, is going through the hair portal to, to consciousness. Because doesn't Stephen actually think it is Lion's hair at first? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, Also, to update you, uh, some more specifics about dreaming in black and white. Please do Um, Specifically, it seems to be if you primarily watch black and white TV as a child when growing up, throughout the rest of your life you will dream in black and white, regardless of uh, colour TV being introduced to you. So it's a childhood thing. It's it's a childhood thing. If you watch black and white TV as a child, you will, for your life, dream in black and white, whereas if you watch colour TV, you'll dream in colour. Wow. Um, so that seems to be the thing. Um I think uh, so. are my dreams uh, in standard yeah. definition? <laughs> uh studies from nineteen fifteen through the nineteen fifties suggest that the vast majority of dreams were in black and white. The tides turned in the sixties and later results suggested that up to eighty-three percent of dreams contained colour. Um, since this period marked the transition between black and white uh, film and TV and the widespread technicolour, an obvious explanation was that media had been priming the subject's dreams, but the differences between studies prevented the researchers from draw- drawing firm conclusions. Later studies asked subjects to complete dream diaries as soon as they awoke. The early research used questionnaires completed in the middle of the day, blah, blah, blah. It seems to be from sub- from studies that... Um, Um, depending on what kind of TV you primarily watch during your childhood, that's how your dreams will appear for your whole life. That's fascinating. So, if 3D TV became the norm, children growing up with that would probably have
1: 3D dreams. Weird, like like faked 3D dreams.
2: What if it if color TV changed to no, it black and white TV changed to color TV like halfway through your childhood. Uh, the, I assume
0: that that's the the section they were talking about where during that transitional period people like there were there was a definite percentage shift over time of like percentages yeah. of people yeah. that had black and white versus color dreams, and now everyone seems to dream in color most of the time because. Wow. Most of us grew up with colour I've never
2: dreamt in black and white that I can remember. I don't think
0: I have. You obviously, neither of you grew up on black and white films? I apologise to
1: those listening that my fascination has
0: derailed. Look, that's (laughs) alright. No, like, that's a thing. Like, there are some interesting studies, and that that was me trying to very quickly (laughs) summarise so that, like, Mia would be like, oh, I now know facts and we can move (laughs) on. There's a conclusion, thank Um, you. So, they find Lapis, and Lapis is pulling at chains. Um, She is trying to carry all of this weight on herself. Um... It is kind of... It's really upsetting watching Lapis try and hold Jasper down solo. Um, The first thing she says is, Stephen, why do you keep coming back? I can't get distracted. I've got to hold us down with the weight of your planet's ocean. I've got to keep her. And Stephen offers to help. Like, tell me where you are, we can help you. She stops struggling for a second to look at Stephen. And suddenly... She's being pulled down twice as hard. She lost focus. She's being pulled under by Jasper.
2: Yeah. She loses control. It implies, yeah.
1: like, even a second of losing control. It's. Jasper's doing yeah. it. It shows that
2: Jasper has a really strong will, though, because that means the entire time Jasper has been struggling and struggling and struggling. Mm. Not yeah. once have they. kind of rested against it.
0: Mm. So Lapis gets pulled underwater um, and behind Stephen, Jasper erupts gasping for air, which I think that's a really good mm-hmm. visual thing if you've been trapped underwater so long. Uh, like they don't need to breathe gems but mm. it's still a good way of being like you've been trapped under all this weight.
1: Yeah I think it's more like metaphorical it's yeah. not so much that she's breathing oxygen it's that she's
0: finally like got some control but yeah. she's finally out of that Because she hasn't had control yeah. the entire time yeah. that malachi has been under the water. She's got shackles around her wrists and ankles and she's on all fours panting and she crawls towards Stephen just you, 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 you! Like, angrily crawling towards mm. him. It's. It's scary, yeah. It was
2: kind of like, can she hurt him if he's in their subconscious? I think like... so.
0: That I got the impression he could have been hurt this. That's thing. what
2: I thought. I think he
0: could have had his consciousness, like, pulled into this and oh, been trapped in with like, it. what
2: if his gem got popped while he was in there? Like.
0: But he's not literally.
2: Dead. I I think well, that's the thing. I think like, he could have
0: ended up like comatose, like if he'd been dragged down by Jasper or something. That would be th- I just imagine like Pearl and Amethyst like trying to wake up. Yeah, while his his mind Steven. is trapped in in the malachite situation, that's right? dark. and horrible. they
2: don't have any other pink gems to try and uh, communicate yeah. with the blue gems to try and get Stephen out either. So oh, well, I also wonder: does he dream about it and not do it? Like, when he's conscious, because he doesn't have control over that aspect of his power.
0: Do we think this is the thing that, over time, he'll learn to astral project while
2: awake? Possibly.
0: I could see or at least if he meditates. Yeah,
2: Yeah. because I think, as it is, he doesn't kind of... Like, he still hasn't realised that he can communicate with blue gems...
0: Specifically. Specifically,
2: like... We haven't had that confirmed, but it's, it's very...
1: It's something that it comes up again. Right? Yeah, it's
2: obvious. Yeah. Like Every time that he has felt what a gem is feeling, it is a blue gem that she, it has done. He
0: can't help responding to very strong emotion, I think. Yo. Um, so um, Jasper gets dragged back down, kicking and screaming under the water as Lapis thrusts back out. Um, her water wings are outstretched, her clothes are tattered, She collapses, she's grunting and gasping for air. She's just... She has had to fight her way back up.
2: Yeah, I think it took absolutely everything she had to get back in control. Mm.
0: Can't you see? I can't stop for a second. Don't look for me. I don't want your help. Just let me do this for you.
2: Which is a callback, I think, to what Rose says.
0: Why won't you let me do this for you? Why won't
2: you just let me do this for you, Pearl? Not Pearl. Uh, Rose. Rose. Because Rose. Rose. that's it, it the first one it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's why won't you let me do this for you? Mm-hmm. And every time this comes up in Steven Universe, it is a character that is trying to do something that is very unhealthy because they think it's the only way to get through an unhealthy situation and to, like, protect other people yeah even though the other people don't want them
1: to go through yeah that.
0: the other people want to be like no it's much healthier for us to you know help each other it's like mm. no i have to shoulder this burden let me do this why won't you let me do this um yeah. um Stephen says lapis and lapis responds no i'm not a lapis anymore we're malachite now i think i think it's meant to imply she's lost a lot of herself in this like that her entire identity has become holding down Jasper. Like, she's lost some of herself yeah. in this.
2: Well, doesn't Pearl say at one point in, like, really early episodes that if you stay fused for too long, you lose who you are. There is
1: something about the longer they stay together, the easier it is to stay together. Or oh, yeah. the harder it is to separate. The harder yeah. it is
2: to separate, yeah. I think is what it mm. is. I think it was with Sugalite. <clears throat> I believe yeah. so,
0: yeah. yeah. I think we've already gone past it. I don't think it's in future. I think it was in the... the I said the, in the early
2: episode. Oh, I think... Sorry, I, I thought it said later.
0: Yeah. I think it was in the Sugalite introduction yeah. episode. Um. So, Stephen lets the gems know. She's still, she's still fused and she's still in control but I don't know how, uh, for how long and... And Garnet enters, and she's like, you're still awake, there's meant to be a slumber party, I know that you're out looking for Lapis, but you're meant to be resting, stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen's description of what was going on, Amethyst was on a skateboard, and then dog and meowed at me, and was just not interested in what I had to say at all. And I might have had some i might have some issues I need to work out. I like that line, because
1: um, I took that to be the... Is His representation of people don't often listen to his
0: ideas. Yeah. yeah. What we like, talked about again the, and again. The gems don't seem to care about his thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Yeah, so he's dreaming about Dog Copter. Being completely disinterested <laughs> yeah, not... in what he has to say. Well, it's
2: another person that he idolises yeah, that doesn't scene. care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like that he acknowledges he might have some issues to work out. Um, <laughs> mm. And he's going to explain about Lapis, but Garnet just shushes him just here you go um i know you're worried but there's nothing we can do now um so let's take it easy cracks knuckles i'll show you how it's done she just falls on her face has a sleep mm-hmm.
2: i like the snoring sound she makes as well yeah. it's like <laughs> immediately ah.
0: so that's everything i had on um chilly tid me too
2: Mm-hmm. yep
0: next up is episode 63 cry for help um We open on Crying Breakfast Friends. (laughs) Anything to say about that or just more Crying Breakfast Friends? No, I think
1: we've talked enough about it.
0: Yeah. Um, So the TV breaks and Peridot starts um, giving a message on the TV to Yellow Diamond that's on loop. I don't think this message would ever have reached Yellow Diamond. No, I saw this as Peridot getting desperate. Yeah, she's like using any text she can find and work out what to do with to try cry and get home yeah she's panicking well,
2: they say that the tower was only repaired enough to do basic communication so it mm. wouldn't have reached them that's what pearl yeah. says about the tower um
0: so yeah she's trying to get a message out to yellow diamond to be like hey my mission's being compromised um i need you know backup rescue um so they go off to go destroy this communications tower amethyst wants to form sugalite garnet says no
1: She seems very excited about the possibility that she could be about to become Sugalite.
0: She really
2: likes it.
0: And Amethyst does back down straight away when it's like, oh, okay, you don't want to? No, because that's not consent. So that's, you know, we don't do that if you don't want to. Yeah, she doesn't try and convince her. Yeah.
2: Well, Gannett says that Sugalite is rash, reckless, and got, gets carried yeah. away, which is the three things that basically they had in common. It's the
0: mm. amplified negative traits yeah. that... It's basically
2: yeah. ruby and amethyst, I think, is the main, like, yeah. issue with that.
0: I think you could have a a sapphire amethyst fine. Yeah. But you throw a ruby in the mix and you've got <laughs> a lot of power, but you've also got two very unchecked brash, emotion. unchecked emotional, like, yeah. you know people. Um, I like the fact they describe Sugalite as benched for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she They mentioned that she destroyed the water pad, which we did yeah. see last time mm. she went on
1: her rampage.
0: Um, it, it's interesting that like, Sugalite does turn up a little bits here and there, but doesn't talk very much anymore. <laughs> primarily because I believe it's Nicki Minaj that yeah. voices Sugalite initially and they don't want to pay to get Nicki Minaj back. And rather than recast um, Sugalite's voice, they're just of, it's it's a nice narrative uh, justification for avoiding repaying uh, Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj. I think it's respectful as well that they haven't just recast her, because they could have. It's respectful to not recast her, that they're like, no, if we want to have you do, well you say that, she um, Sucalite does have a line or two in this episode and it's not Nicki Minaj. Okay, I didn't record. No, really, I didn't realize she had uh, any lines. There are a couple of lines, I believe. I thought she was completely silent when she mm. was back. Uh, <clears throat> give me two seconds and I will double check the transcript and confirm what sure. I'm saying before I do the thing. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure she says something and I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's notably not Nicki Minaj that does the okay. line. I'm trying. Because,
1: uh, yeah, they turn to Superlight at the very end, she smashes the tower. Mm. That's I, I think thing. she
0: says something like "Let's do, let's do this." Um okay. Let me have a look. I'm looking for a Sugalite line. control <laughs> F Sugalite. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to load the the, the page up very yeah. quickly. Um, I loaded the wrong. Uh, That's us... fine. We can talk about the next bit, Retta if you like. Continue talking for a second, while I'll uh, watch your next bit. And um, that
1: Pearl cries with happiness about the yeah. idea of fusing with Garnet.
2: I also think it's really funny that she has to stretch first because she says, Oh, I'm out of practice. Oh, and yeah. I was like, Is that meant to be like a, a sex thing? Oh, I haven't, Ooh, I haven't uh, had any of uh, this type of activity for a while. Better stretch out the muscles mm, first.
0: Correction. Garnet says uh, the, the angry line before they fuse. They don't say right. it has to like Yeah, uh, I thought so. My, um, the point re- remains, like, it's respectful not to, to recast yeah. or to not have big chunks of dialogue from that mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted <laughs> whatever <I laughs> thought you were having there. That's
2: fine. Um, it's fine, it's just about sex. Yeah, we, we kind yeah. of
0: reached a conclusion about that, I think. <laughs> uh, so Garnet and Pearl fuse and they create sardonyx, who I have described in my notes as... Um, a dad joke magician TV host.
1: Yeah, I wrote least favorite fusion. I like her I, other than the joke. I
2: no, mine is like a charismatic, funny version of Pearl. I really
0: disliked, um, really disliked Sardonic's on initial introduction. She's grown on me a lot over time. Um, I think I like the fact that she she has the sort of how do I put this. When you put Pearl and Garnet together, they both want to think they're funny, but they're both really not. Yeah. yeah. And that, I like, I kind of like the deliberate bad jokes angle of, they both want to be, like, hey, I can be lighthearted <laughs> and fun, right? And it just doesn't land, but they're not deterred. I like that reading, actually. And I actually. That's the good of looking at it. Over time, like, I think the one where the episode where we see Sardonyx and Smokey Quartz interact is where I was like, I get the deal here that, like, sometimes negative traits are being amplified, and in hindsight, I kind of like Sardonic's more. I really disliked her on first introduction. Yeah, that makes sense. I
2: did. I found her really annoying when she was first introduced, yeah. <laughs> but I think she would get along better with Steven, because she's goofy. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. This would probably be Steven's favourite fusion, I imagine. I could see that. Um, I get... I I may not enjoy her but I think that she's a very interesting unique character that's very difficult to forget and as such it's yeah, like I'm true. not going to deny that they've created a unique fusion that it stands out from all the others that like Opal for example is just I am big and have a bow and arrow and I am the giant woman <laughs> I I can get that. There's it's not e- much I, personality yeah. to it. I
2: like how the weapons Sardone. also merge though.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, they they the, the spear ends up having two big fists on it and it becomes a hammer. It becomes a hammer. Uh,
2: it still has the star on top though. It does, which it's is fun. what is on the bottom of Pearl's Spear.
0: Mm-hmm. My my favorite thing about it is that that weapon that Sardonyx has is the mental image I have. Uh, whenever someone like. Whenever mods in an internet forum are threatening to ban a bunch of people and they use the phrase <laughs> the that they're going hammer. to wield the ban hammer, yeah. that's what I picture is like a big pole with two <laughs> fists on it. It's like, I'm going to swing this and punch yeah. people with a with a, like that. a hammer. Um, Just On the um, topic of
1: Cydonics' popularity, I know that when um, we had the, the <laughs> survey on the yeah, Twitter we, account... we did a poll on the Crystal Clubcast yeah, Twitter account. I believe... Which was Pearl
2: Fusion's... Yeah, Yeah,
1: I believe Opal won. Rainbow Quartz, who I was excited to see added. It
2: was Sardonyx that won, wasn't it? Was it? I I think Sardonyx
0: was was a very last minute win. Yeah. like Sardonyx had been in like second for a lot of the Yeah, Because your
2: favourite came last. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Sardonyx very suddenly (laughs) like had a burst of... There's a lot of people that like Sardonyx. Yeah,
1: well, I was talking to people like using the account and there was a lot of divisive opinions. Like, some people really did not like Sardonyx, and some people really I, did like him. I
0: feel somewhat about Sardonic's the same way I feel about Ronaldo, which is, initially, I really disliked the character, but then I, I sort of realised what the show was trying to use them to do, and yeah. they've grown on me considerably over time.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, I might make more of those pause, because yeah. I, I kind of made it just as a...
1: Kind of, oh, this would be fun. Funky girls. To like yeah. Am I might do them. So um, thinking aloud. That's alright.
0: Follow us uh, on Twitter. Uh when they fuse, a bunch of sparks like sort of like twinkly magic sparks are created. Lion is very much a cat because he tries to eat the magic yeah. sparks. He's just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um
2: It reminds me of Smudge when we once got her some bubbles.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) She just
2: used to stare at them, and then once they'd landed and, like, stuck on the floor, she'd just walk over to it really slowly and just bat it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they they systematically, like,
0: take apart the tower, back to watching TV, more crying breakfast friends, and I think there's a very telling line of that episode of uh, Crying Breakfast Friends, which... The episode gets recorded for Amethyst to watch later, so we get this line said twice, and I think it's because, like, this is important, this is significant, you'd forgive her, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, what takes place
1: in Crying Breath Friends across this episode is all about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it's like, hey, someone's sorry, you'll forgive them, right? And, like, the conclusion of this episode is, sometimes the right answer is no, Mm -hmm. you don't forgive them.
2: Uh I also have just a random note of moo moo milk. Moo yeah, moo mm-hmm. milk. Moo
0: moo milk was moo-moo in the milk. Bridge, which is cute. Everyone likes moo moo milk Kiss. and I think Retta liked that because she sometimes calls me a moo moo.
2: hmm
0: Or <laughs> meo. That's true. It's like Moo
2: <laughs> Moo um, I was like, oh look, it's your milk. I didn't know you made it.
0: So the T V breaks again, um, they fuse into Sardonics again to destroy the tower and We get possibly my favourite song in Steven Universe that is criminally short, and I wish it was a longer song. Yeah, because Maybe you're
2: better off with her. (laughs) Maybe she's she's better better for you. You. I forgot how great it felt to be us. us. Guess Guess I I got carried carried away. away. We (laughs) could sing this whole song if we
0: were left to it. So this song is called Tower of Mistakes, which I always forget. That's the title of it. It's it's only, like, 12 lines long, and, mm-hmm. like, three of those lines are the same line repeated. Um, but it's just this really sweet song of Amethyst. It's the first time we see, like, a sincere, not-jokey version of Amethyst talk about her insecurities. And... Mm, I think it's notable that she's singing it, and she's not
1: singing it for anyone but herself. Yeah,
0: this is for her. And I think it's it's really telling that, specifically, she's here, like, this song is about... I want to feel powerful through someone else, but someone else got chosen over me, and I have to be okay with that, but it's okay for me to still be sad. Like, I can't change that, but I'm still sad about it. This is what Pearl should be feeling, like, Pearl should be singing this about, like, Greg and Rose. It's like, hey, you chose that person, and that's cool, and I respect that, but I'm still sad. Mm
2: -hmm. It's also the first time that Amethyst kind of admits that she did something wrong. Yeah. Because she says, I had to use you to make me feel strong yeah Yeah,
1: it's covered up her insecurity yeah but then she, she obviously... follows
2: it by. but i don't care about that now yeah in other words i know that what I, I did was wrong but that isn't why i
0: i know that we we fused and that you know i did that because i wanted to feel powerful and i i don't care about like doing something just to feel powerful now you know i i want to like you know be better than that um is there something I can do? Is there something I can do? Is there something I can do? Can I make it up to you? And I'm like, oh, you both chose to fuse, though. Like, you consensually both fused. And sure, it was an unhealthy thing. Like, you don't need to make it up to Garnet. You both, you know, you being together amplified each other's negatives and it wasn't a healthy thing.
1: Yeah, she clearly kind of blames herself for what Superlight yeah. did and sees her qualities as being the ones that caused yeah. all the destruction. She, she
0: sees all those negative attributes of sugalite and goes i see those things in myself therefore i am the problem therefore like i i should hold myself accountable um i forgot how great it felt to be us guess i got carried away and again that's sort of it being difficult to unfuse when they feel so powerful mm-hmm. together it's it's those kind of relationships where it's like it's Great, and then very quickly burns out because it just never was quite compatible, and that sort of like. But while it was going, it felt great, and I feel really bad that like I screwed it up. Mm. It's if it's a really sweet song, and I wish it was more than twelve lines long. Yeah, it's quite a surprise because it comes out of nowhere, and then it's just done. Yeah, that's it. There's no fanfare. It's just she sings to herself, and she's done. Mm -hmm. And. I think if this were longer, this would probably be a strong candidate for me for my favourite Stephen yeah. Universe song. Oh. It's literally just the length for me uh-huh. that makes yeah. it hard to yeah. do. It. And it feels like it's over before it's had a chance yeah. to really happen.
2: I really like any of Amethyst's songs because generally whenever Amethyst sings she's actually saying what she's feeling, she, which she's is rare. Really, she's very
0: honest about her feelings yeah. when she sings.
2: Um Well it's like the um Go home, boys. No home, boys. Yeah, one We're of those. On the run. Yeah, on the run, basically. Like when she sings that, and she's kind of like,
1: "I don't care uh, about what." I
0: say. I wish that yeah. yeah, I wish that I could say that there's a better place than home, but home's a place that I have never known. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the TV breaks again, and Stephen and Amethyst decide let's have a stakeout. Um. To try and. Work out what's going on. Let's try and catch Lapis in the act. Uh, not Lapis, Peridot in the act.
1: I like that Steven seems to be doing this to make Amethyst feel better. He doesn't yeah. seem to be doing this because he's like, this is how we'll stop Peridot.
0: It's more I like, think this, it's... this will show you're useful and you'll yeah. feel better right yourself. Yeah. Because this is Amethyst having that whole, I'm useless, I'm not a useful part of the team, mm-hmm. I can't help. It,
2: thing. Well, Steven will relate to it because he's always felt like he is the useless one yeah. in the team mm. yeah. so I'll be like I know what will make us feel better if we're the ones that did something useful and then we help the gems mm-hmm. because of that yeah.
0: and neither of them takes it terribly seriously at first uh, they spend a while doing the magic sausage finger trick mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you sweep your hair out of your eye and put your fingers together it looks like there's a magic sausage between them I have done this before you need mm-hmm. the magic finger sausage can confirm <laughs> Can confirm magic finger sausage
2: I also love the the got a little hole in one of the rocks and Stephen puts a um, telescope on top of Lion and is looking through the telescope to see. They they think they see Peridot and it's a cactus.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a sweet little bonding exercise. Mm. Um, So they see Peridot's ship fixing the hub and it turns out that Pearl was in it. And I like that Stephen initially is optimistic. Possibly Possibly a bit stupid of him to be so, but he's hopeful that Pearl has a reason. It's like, Pearl will come home and she'll explain, oh, I repaired the hub so that we can do this to catch Peridot, or that there would be some reason. Mm -hmm. And she comes home and fakes not knowing. Yeah, and that awkward moment with Amethyst and Steven sat there like, we know this is a lie. They're like, how long do we wait to see this pan out, like, mm. is she going to, like, admit what she's done by herself if we give her a second? Yeah, because I think that is a the thing. They
1: give her the chance to own up. Yeah. It's only when it's clear that she's not going She, she walks yeah.
0: in and she's like, oh dear, the TV's yeah. broken again. Peridot must have fixed the warp tower. Mm. We'd better form Sardonic's and go break it again.
2: Well, it's even, it's really manipulative how she even uses Peridot's escape pod. Yeah. To... She goes yeah, there
1: with it. That's one thing I was going to point out, actually, that I forgot. Um, the first time it's repaired, Pearl comes in from outside and she's walking into the house and she's like, oh, yeah. it's repaired, is it? She's obviously just used the escape pod yeah. to go and use the pod to come back. She doesn't use the warp pad.
0: Yeah. Well, she can't use the walk pad because the walk pad location's oh, broken. Oh, yeah, good point. She um, doesn't use line, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, Garnet's trying to work out how to catch Peridot and she can't foresee finding Peridot because again this is a weakness of how her future vision works is she has to be trying to foresee a specific thing to see how it goes yeah so yeah. she's like when you know how do we find Peridot yeah. when does when, that happen when we we go there and Peridot is repairing the ship like it, it, because she never thought like, the idea of Pearl being there just never crossed her mind mm-hmm. she wasn't looking for that future yeah. she didn't find it
2: because she, she was looking for a future of them catching Peridot. Yeah. And she wasn't finding that because it wasn't Peridot doing it anymore. Mm. Yeah, so. Stephen and Amethyst. Are you laughing at my rattly page, me? Yeah, I am.
0: That was a dramatic page turn. Paul <laughs> um, <laughs> is like, oh, we need to fuse again. And Stephen and Amethyst point out, like, you, you can't do this. You need to.
2: to you need to t- tell her. Yeah.
0: Here. Because, like, Stephen's... Steven, uh, sorry, I completely skimmed over. Stephen's, like, internalisation, at least initially, of, like, why Pearl might have done this was, like, maybe she's studying how it works. Maybe she's trying to get us more channels. <laughs> but eventually Stephen is just like, no, you... We we saw you. Um, You need to tell Garnet it was you. And Garnet just doesn't understand what's going on. And Pearl doesn't admit... I was repairing the thing. She she goes to what she feels guilty, uh, like what what she feels justified her actions. She jumps to, "I'm sorry. It's just so much fun being sardonics with you. It's not an apology. It's it felt good. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. It's a total non apology from Pearl. Yeah. Um, it's like I got caught in the act, but I did it because it was good. Yeah, I thought
1: it felt good, so that justifies it."
0: Yeah, um, so Garnet gets really angry. She's like, you've been fixing the hub, and she's storming towards Pearl. She is not but happy. She's her on the ground. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was paradox that the first time, you tricked me. Like, Garnet doesn't care yeah. right now. Like, she doesn't care about the specifics. It's, you lied to me. You tricked me into fusion. Fusion is an imp- incredibly important thing to me. And you like, tricked me into it in situation- in, like, with false- a false setting that that's not proper consent. Mm-hmm. And, like, this whole thing is, like, it reads entirely to me as, this is a metaphor for, like, unconsensual sex. Yeah, yes, i read it. you, like, I couldn't properly consent to this. That's not okay. Um,
2: it's a whole thing of, like, not knowing the whole story. It'd be like if someone, like, had sex with you for a dare or something. And then afterwards, you're kind of like, but I wouldn't have done that if that was the case. Yeah, I knew so that. Yeah. you feel then you've kind of been betrayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: Pearl, again, continues to try and defend why she did it rather than apologising for what she did. She's still not said, I rebuilt the tower. Like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have rebuilt the tower, I cost us time. It's... No, 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 no. We, we just needed a reason to fuse. I just wanted to share a few more victories with you. Like, I had all these good justifications for it. it it's not an apology no. no. Um And Garnet, those weren't victories. Um, Amethyst tries to defend Pearl.
2: Which is a first, because normally Amethyst yeah. is always against Pearl in everything. It's
0: so rare to see this, and I think it's, it was a really brave writing move to have some to have another character try and defend the indefensible because they can see where Pearl's coming from. I think also it's
1: that Amethyst often kind of teases and messes with Pearl, but here Garnet is legitimately terrifying. Yeah, And Amethyst is like, this is getting really tense and really uncomfortable.
2: Well, this goes back to something that happened very early on when Stephen did something that... I think it was when he got lapis out of the mirror, yeah. And Garnet was really, really angry over something that Stephen had done, mm-hmm. and Pearl shouted. I don't think he like meant to do that, or I don't think he meant to. It didn't mean mean it that way, or something like that. As if she was actually scared that Garnet would hurt Stephen.
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of the way I start here.
0: Like, Amethyst is like, what is Garnet yeah, going to do? With... you don't yeah. fuck with Garnet. Yeah.
2: But it makes um, me think, has Garnet hurt people before when I, something's happened? I don't
0: think necessarily. I think it's just that she is a step power-wise above the rest of them. And, mm. like, they're aware that she's powerful. But as well as having all of this sort of kindness and caringness and wisdom in her, she does also have this angry side that does exist Mm. and that that paired with her power is like you probably don't mess with her yeah it it is weird um so yeah amethyst's attempt to defend is you know we're so much weaker than you um fusing with you is like our one chance to feel stronger and garnet's don't defend her and uh such it's such a well put out line that don't defend Mm. her it's like I get what you're trying to do, but she did something wrong and we're not backing away from this. We're yeah. going to address what she did wrong. Um, That's enough. Amethyst points a finger, angrily shouts, fuse with me. Amethyst is not into this. She's like, but, but, but. And Garnet clenches her fist. Let's get this over with. That's really upsetting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
2: dark. It's well, it's the whole, like, normally it's almost seen as kind of like an enjoyable experience. Yeah, there's no
0: pleasure in this. Yeah,
2: it's just like, there's no pleasure in this, but it's yeah. something we have this, to do, this so this let's is do functional. it. functional.
0: I don't want to do this. I actively, like, refused to do this earlier because I didn't want to, but mm. I've been put in this terrible situation. I am unhappy. I've just been put in a non-consensual situation, and sc- I think a lot of it comes down to, screw it, this isn't healthy, but this is a situation I'm in control of. I asked for this, this is happening because I wanted it, this is something I'm consenting to, and I think it's her trying to reclaim some sense of power after realising Pearl took away my ability to consent. I know that what I'm doing in response isn't healthy, but at least I'm consenting to it, Mm -hmm. and there's some sense of reclaimed power in that.
1: I also think that they probably couldn't fuse into Cydonics right now. No, so I think she would be opposed. too angry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, They're so. not on the same kind of wavelength, emotionally. And yeah. th- well, their friendship's been completely destroyed. Well, look
2: at Garnet. Garnet is one of the strongest, like, fused together people that we know of. And yet, when she was faced with the forced fusions,
1: yeah, she, had, had, she
2: started yeah. to break apart. Yeah. So I think with someone where they, aren't, they, like, they don't have that loaf connection that Ruby and Sapphire have... So I don't think there would be any chance that they would actually mm. stay together for that.
0: Yeah, that's how I read it. Totally agreed. Um, so yeah, they smash the tower up, and I think what's possibly most interesting about this episode is the ending. We we go back to the crying breakfast friends. Um, please forgive me. Of course I forgive you. Hugs and crying. Um, Pearl walks in. Garnet walks in. The two of them walk past each other without making any eye contact. This is not the relationship between them we knew. It underlines there are consequences. Yep. This is
1: not going back to
0: normal. Yeah, it's you, this doesn't just unhappen. Like The relationship between the two of them will forever be different now. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I like that it's got the consequences, though. It's kind of like yeah, you can yeah. do something like that and then expect it to it, just, like, the next time yeah, you see him, just yeah. be like now we're friends again i I really like
0: how long the show leaves it to fix this because like next episode is very focused on garnet and how are you processing what happened and then there's a multiple episode gap before we get that resolution like it'll be the middle of next clodcast before we eventually get a they reconcile somewhat Mm. and they do so because they have to situationally not because they're happy about it but it, it sh- I really like how Steven Universe shows, uses this episode to be like, this is a character we know and have seen a lot of, and showing how hurt they are by a non-consent situation, and then showing that like it's okay for them to be angry, and it's going to take them time to, to heal from this, because this will linger with someone. Yeah, because it's a very new
1: thing. They don't normally end
0: episodes when everyone's fallen out, and yeah. then they're still falling out. It, it would be nice if things worked out the way they do in cartoons. Yeah, it mm. would. And it just ends. And mm. it's like, no, we're, this isn't going to have its happy ending. It's just, this is a thing between these characters now. This I'm happened. I'm just like,
2: is this really a, a program aimed at children? Or <laughs> Well, this, this is where it really
0: starts to become more mature, I think. Definitely. It, I really love that this is a kids' show that is raising these kind of conversations where it's mm. like, hey if someone hurts you by doing something and, you know, not being honest with you about why they're doing it, it's okay to be upset, it's okay not to forgive them straight away. Um, You know, this is not the right thing to do and it's not the right way to react when you're caught having done this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to give this person space to heal if you've hurt them like that. It's really useful things to teach Mm, kids. Absolutely. Um, So we have one episode left of this batch, which is episode 64 Keystone Motel, and I wanted to make sure we got these episodes together, which is why we did six last week. Because this is a very definitive, like, continuation of that last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to start us off? Uh, I can go.
2: <laughs> I never start us off. You, you should know this by now. I That's just I like to always offer because I
0: don't want to. I know I sort of lead the podcast a bit and I don't want to I don't want to talk over everyone (laughs) that's fine I appreciate it I just
2: don't like having (laughs) the first thought on something that's just like you guys can talk and then I'll continue
1: so this episode it starts with Greg saying that he wants to go get new rollers for Mm. his car wash
2: it's the brushes for the car wash yes brushes
1: that's it Um, and I like the little conversation between Greg and Stephen where Stephen implies that Greg might not necessarily be his favourite dad.
2: Yeah, he's like, well, I wouldn't say you're my favourite dad. Yeah. Which
0: which other dads <laughs> does Greg have? Stephen. That Stephen. Okay. Yeah. Which <laughs> other dads does Stephen have? Possibly Garnet. Garnet might be. I think Garnet houses a dad. Well, Garnet's a dad.
2: Didn't she have a jacket that said something like? Oh no, I think it said mom. Maybe.
0: I, I feel like, while she is square mum, she could totally be... Like, she's yeah. the dad of the, of the, the, yeah. the mums. She yeah. She's I dad mum. So. so yeah, I, I like the, the fact that very early on in this episode we do get a continuation that shows Pearl and Garnet still aren't okay. Mm. Pearl is trying to fix what the harm that she did by finding Peridot, She's not trying to fix it by doing anything to show that she's learnt from the mistakes of what she did. She's just like, if I find Peridot, then that'll make up for the fact that I cost us time finding Peridot, and then everything will be okay. Yeah, she seems to have misunderstood why Garnet is upset. Yeah,
2: it's like, that's not the reason that you've upset Garnet. It's not just that you've wasted time. Mm. Like, Like
0: Garnet did point out, like, we've wasted time because of you, Pearl, but Mm. I think that was an excuse rather than what was actually bothering her. Yeah, it's not the primary thing
1: that was bothering her.
0: I think Pearl is under the false impression that if she can do a good thing, then Garnet will automatically forgive her. Mm. Then it's not a situation of, no, Garnet needs to on her own decide that you've earned forgiveness. That's not something you can earn. It's something that Garnet has to decide Mm. herself. Um, So she says sorry to Garnet, and Garnet just completely blanks her. Doesn't say a word. And not speaking at all. Well, you say they're not speaking, Pearl's speaking, Garnet's not. <laughs> yeah, they're and, not having a conversation. Yeah, and it's totally understandable for Garnet to be like, I don't want to say a word to you right now. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to engage. Um, I think
2: it's a whole, like, I'm too angry to speak to you right now and I don't want to say something that will forever ruin the friendship. Yeah, I think,
0: it's, I think that's the uh, the sapphire in, yeah. in her that's like, let's just stay calm for a bit and yeah. <laughs> everything will be fine. Um so Greg's gonna go 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 to the Keystone uh, to Keystone in the Keystone State. Mm-hmm. Stay the Keystone in in the Keystone State. Yeah, this has a little uh, like back and forth with Pearl. Yeah, um, and he's gonna go stay in a motel for the night while he buys these cheap brushes from someone off the internet. And um, Stephen
2: wants to get room service, and he's like, "No, you're thinking of a hotel. Yeah, this is a motel.
0: <laughs> it's it's a d- dingy place, but it has free ice. And you can drive up to your door."
2: And, you, and there's a pool. You can go yeah, in the pool. There's, there's a pool.
0: Um, and Cardiff decides out of nowhere that she's going to. She doesn't ask. She says, I'm going to. Yeah. I think
2: it's because of Pearl trying to talk to her. And I think she's kind of like, we I, need to get away from Pearl for a while yeah. to kind That's of work out it. how we are it's feeling. It's an
1: excuse to get out of the house yeah. and away from Pearl.
2: Well, I know about stuff like that. Like, we've, I've had a lot of, like crappy people in my life and there's the whole thing of i need time away from you to figure out how i feel before i can actually talk to you yeah that's fair yeah um so when garnet
0: wants to go greg does point out um are you sure this place ain't exactly the ritz i like that as a call forward to the fact that the next time greg does go somewhere it will very literally be the Ritz. It be. Yeah, it's super fancy hotel. Yeah, it's... Garnet got the short end of the stick here. Like, she got the bad holiday.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's funny, because the next time that when he does go to, like, the Ritz, it is... It's Pearl. It's yeah. Pearl that goes. It's the yeah. other one. Um, so, yeah,
0: they go to the motel, and Stephen's loving it, even though it's a bit dingy. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see a man from the internet. If I'm not back in an hour, call the police. That's one of my favourite lines. It's so beautifully delivered.
1: It's perfect. Like, Everyone's had that moment when like you're off to meet
0: someone and you're like, it's probably going to be fine, but yeah, we've talked a bunch <laughs> online and we're meeting somewhere public. But just if I don't come back, <laughs> just just be aware. <laughs> just, just you know,
2: call mm. the police. Also, this is a really like subtle nod, but when Garnet is carrying in the bags. Cheeseburger backpack is one of the bags. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> so clearly Stephen packed his cheeseburger backpack mm-hmm. to take with him to Keystone. Mm. So Ruby and
0: Sapphire have an argument and they very quickly separate, um, basically because they have conflicting ideas of how to deal with the the emotions of non-consent. Um, and I think the way I tried to sum up the difference between their feelings is... Um, Ruby wants to focus on her feelings but not practical solutions, and Sapphire wants to focus on practical solutions, not feelings.
2: The way that I've written it down is Sapphire is like the left brain in that she's been very logical and, well, this situation will be resolved in the future, blah, 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 blah. whereas Ruby's focusing on the present and what she's feeling right now. And it's all about feelings, not about solutions. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's how I saw it. Like, Ruby basically just wants to kind of rant and rave yeah. and just be like, I'm angry, this is awful, this is, like, it's terrible. Yeah,
2: well, like, at one point she says through gritted teeth, it's fusion, Sapphire. What's more personal to us than fusion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I really,
0: like... I really like this episode in that it shows that it's okay to have conflicting... Uh, conflicting feelings about how to deal with something as complex as non-consent. Um, yeah, that... lo- uh, sorry, yeah. No, go on. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I like that. Neither of them are shown as having the correct response. Mm, like the... both of them yeah. are correct. They both need to learn from each other because, like, together they've got a good thing yeah. here. But they're both like they're both half right, half wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Sapphire is like not allowing herself to fe- feel and deal with the moment. She's like. Let's just be practical and get the group back together because it'll be fine in the end. She's kind of suppressing
1: herself.
0: Yeah, whereas Ruby understands that practicality but doesn't want to think about it. She wants to be angry because obviously she's upset and that makes sense. Mm.
2: Um, So, One thing that I just want to mention, like, it's not a really important point, but it's something I noticed, Mm. is that Garnet, like, her appearance has changed, like, from when we saw her back when Mm -hmm. Greg was like, flirting with Rose back then. Mm -mm. Like, her appearance has changed. All of the Mm -mm. appearances change. But the actual, um, like, separate beings, Ruby and Sapphire, their appearances have never changed. It's only together that they have changed, not as two separate beings. That's
0: a good point. I had not thought of that. I think think a lot of that comes down to most of, like, changing forms on Homeworld doesn't seem like a thing that's approved of. And most of the time that they've been away from Homeworld, they've been together. They've been Mm -hmm. a pretty permanent fusion. They've not really... Neither of them has really had a lot of time to explore themselves outside of being Garnet. Yeah. um, Which might explain some of that. So there's a line that Sapphire says um, that I think is really telling, particularly considering we've got that episode, The Answer, coming up soon. Um, Sapphire says, Ruby will calm down eventually... Ruby can't avoid the inevitable, which is really interesting because within, like, the next couple of clodcasts, we come across the episode in which we see Ruby can avoid the inevitable. Like, she... Like, by saving Sapphire in The Answer, she went against the inevitable, like, what was going to happen. Oh, and I, okay, good point, mm. And yeah. I think, like, I think to a certain degree Sapphire has forgotten forgotten that about Ruby, that, like, Ruby is unpredictable. Like, Ruby isn't necessarily gonna do what you expect of her.
1: That's a good point. I honestly had not thought Mm. of
0: that. Yeah, like, that, that line, just Ruby can't avoid the inevitable, seemed really interesting, knowing, like, we're about to see... A flashback to like the whole reason that they're together is Ruby did like avoided the inevitable. Yeah, like
1: Ruby kind of plays outside of the rules, yeah, like, a little bit. Like and Sapphire is very kind of like this is what's most likely going to happen, very straightforward. Yeah. And Ruby's like,
0: "No, I'm an eternal flame, baby." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Greg says something really lovely when he comes. Well. Really important when he comes back, um, talking about how Ruby and Sapphire are doing. People in love can still unintentionally hurt each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important message, that just because you love someone or someone loves you doesn't mean that that they can't hurt you. Yeah.
1: In the real world, relationships are not completely neat and clean like people are going to hurt each other and i like Mm. that that's reflected here
2: yeah i just want to mention that the for ruby and sapphire it's interesting that their emotions emit temperatures yeah Mm. and sapphire's gone one way and ruby's gone another in that sapphire is sad so she's emitting like this freezing cold temperature Mm. whereas ruby is really angry so everything's boiling Mm -hmm. hot
0: Ruby's temperature is dest- destructive, whereas um, Sapphire's temperature is isolating and mm-hmm. shutting things <laughs> off, which is very appropriate.
2: I laughed at that because it sounded like a pun: isolating.
0: Isolating.
2: <laughs> um, so they
0: have a big fight over breakfast. Um,
2: Another quick thing that yeah, I want to go, mention: go, go, go. Um, when Greg goes into the room to see. Sapphire in there. The thing that Sapphire says is he's not going to like that it's square- (laughs) And we don't know what that is when she first says it until Greg opens the box and Stephen goes, What? It's square! It's a pizza, but it's square! What kind of crazy state is this? (laughs) (laughs) And it just makes me laugh that she was clearly looking for the future of Stephen and kind of gone, It's not going to like that you've got a square pizza there, Greg, Okay. (laughs) Mm.
1: I also like it's not really... um spelled out, but obviously Greg has individually met Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. He's not surprised to see Ruby and Sapphire. He's like, okay, they've unfused. Yeah,
2: well, he seems sort of, um, almost kind of distressed because, and like when he's talking to Stephen, he says it must be serious for them to have unfused. Yeah, so he's seen I, it before. I'm assuming
0: that like he's not seen them since, uh, the season one finale, but I think he saw them at some point, like while he was with Rose, I would yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Some, some point back then. Um, so yeah, they they go have breakfast. They have a big fight over breakfast, and Stephen gets very upset and sort of runs off. And this is the big catalyst for Ruby and Sapphire having their okay. We need to like work out what we're going to do. We need to have a a chat. Yeah, because we've upset the kid. Yeah,
1: the thing that unites them is oh yep. no, we've upset the kid, and the
0: kid is blaming themselves. Yes, um,
2: I think it's just very telling of like beginning of season one, Stephen sort of thing, in that he only actually gets, like, properly upset when the food is on the floor. (laughs) It's like, but the food! Why would you do that to the food? Well, there's that moment,
1: isn't he, when he's holding the food, and kind of, he's been kind of the mature adult through all of this,
0: and
2: he's just like,
1: nope, and just drops it. He's like, I'm done. His explanation
0: as to why he's upset is really telling, because I think a lot of it is he was hoping that by not being around Pearl he would get to see R- uh, uh, Garnet be okay again, and he didn't realise that, like, hey, what Pearl did's going to follow Garnet around, regardless of whether Pearl's here or not.
2: It also feels like a really clever way to show an internal um, conflict. Yeah. In the obviously, because Garnet <laughs> is literally made up of these two
0: yep, people. you can have that yeah. internal conflict she's between literally two torn
2: people. Apart. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> torn apart, because yeah. half of us... Like, I'm really, really angry, and I don't want to forgive her. And the other half is like, I don't want to forgive her, but I know that we should forgive her. Well, it's
1: not even even like we know that we should. It's we know that we will. Yeah, Yeah. we we will forgive her, so we might as well do it sooner rather than
2: later. So I'm just
0: having a look at Stephen's, like, thing he said of why he was blaming himself. I was so happy when Garnet said she was going to come on this trip with me and Dad. Home's been awful. Here has been awful. I thought you wanted to have a fun time, but everyone's been acting awful too. It just came with us. I don't understand. Is it me? And it's the, oh. nothing, ab- ba- nothing about this fight has suggested it's him, but it's, we left Pearl and the fight's still going. Greg wasn't part of the fight. I was around, and the the, the bad thing is still here. Therefore, am I the factor that's common? Am I yeah, the problem? It seems and- to
2: be like, well, the the only thing that, hasn't changed, is the fact that I'm here. Yeah. So maybe it's me that's caused it all, and it's just kind of like, no, it's given, it's It's, no it's a you. very, like, young
0: child not knowing how to process, like, adults fighting yeah. kind of response, is to assume that it's them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's and, like, th- mum and dad are getting divorced, yeah. how is I was, I was kids going to uh, deal with so it? So many
0: kids blame themselves for their parents' divorces, yeah. that, like, even if that was nothing to do with it, you still end up being like, yeah, but... Was it me? Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I know for myself, um, I... So, uh, 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 f- fine, I might as well do the thing. My my biological parents divorced when I was very young. I, at a very young age, for some reason, my biological dad decided to tell me I was the reason that my parents got divorced. Oh, my God. That's- I no. didn't know that. No, oh, I was, like, seven, and I got told that, like... Uh, okay, so my parents broke up because my, my biological dad... Uh, Slept with someone else uh, who was now my stepmom, uh, um, while he was married to my mom. That's a messed up thing. I've but... heard that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, like what he told me when I was like seven was that the reason he did that is because I just screamed all the time. Like I was like an infant and I just wouldn't sleep and I screamed all the time. And I'm because of that, it made my parents' marriage <sighs> that's untenable. So, fucked up. so that's kind of fucked up. It's not the inherent story I'm trying to tell here. So yeah, I yeah. And when I came out as trans later on, um, I wasn't told about this at the time, but I got told about it later on by my mother, that my mum and stepdad almost separated over disagreements about about my coming out as trans. And my point where I was going to come around to is, even if you know that you're not inherently the problem, and that like, okay, there's clearly something deeper going on, and, you know, that was going to come to the surface regardless... It's hard as a child of two people that split up to not assume that you are the cause of that. Oh, Laura! My point being, I get Stephen's, like, I know logically that I'm probably not the cause of what's going on, but I still feel like I'm the common factor here. And am I the problem? And I totally get Stephen being, like, really self-conscious about whether he's the reason that Ruby and Sapphire have split up.
2: You are getting hugs after yes, this, Laura. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's
0: fine. Like I'm, you know, there's no tears. I'm all good. Um, so yeah, the the conversation between Ruby and Sapphire afterwards is is pretty interesting. Um, Stephen, no, it's it's all us, but we made him feel like it was his fault. I kept I keep looking into the future when all of this has already been solved, as if it doesn't matter how you feel in the present. No wonder you think I don't care.
2: One thing that I have written is that Sapphire focuses on the future too much, Yeah. whereas Ruby doesn't look into the future enough. It's,
0: as soon as the two of them look at themselves, they realise what they've done. Sapphire's like, oh, as soon as I stop looking forward and look at the now, I realise that like that's the problem and this is why you think I don't care. And Ruby on the other side is like, I didn't want to look for a solution, I just wanted to be mad, you're right, you're always right, I was being, being stupid. Because Ruby, as soon as she looks forward, is like, oh, we can solve this really easily. Why am I holding on to this? Mm. As soon as they look at each other's perspective, they realise, oh. yeah."
2: It's like, oh, I see where you're coming from now. Yeah. And um, as such, I shall change. Yeah.
0: You get such a sweet little love moment between them. I don't think you're stupid. I'm sorry. Uh You honestly think I'm not upset about what happened. I just wipes away Ruby's tear, uh, Ruby wipes away Sapphire's tear, I'm just trying to do the right thing, I know, you know what's nice about being split up?
2: I get to look at you, I get to look at you,
0: and they, they laugh, and they grin, and there's
2: my laffy saffy,
0: there's my laffy Safi. They, they, they laugh, and then they sort of push each other away, like, ah, be yeah. serious, <laughs> Um,
2: it shows that they've actually spent, like, time apart really yeah, close, though. Yeah, because that like a pet name. Yeah, yeah, that's clearly, like, a lovely name. I, I love that
0: name, Laffy sadly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's like how, like we've mentioned earlier in this episode, that I have a nickname for you where I call you Mumu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's one of those nicknames that you get just from I, being close to someone. I, I like that this is our
0: first chance of really seeing their individual personalities interact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sh- you're embarrassing me in front of Steven. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. Um Steven the camera focuses on Stephen. He's just like I don't I don't yeah. get this, but okay. <laughs> um and then Ruby throws Sapphire in the air, catches her, kisses her on the cheek and neck. Sapphire blushes and giggles, Stephen blushes, covers his eyes. Like, it's it's a lovely, like their fusion back together is very much like they are in love and doing kissing and they both use female pronouns and yep, they are in love go. and now they're back together. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where you really can't deny you it. Can't, like, this is yeah. dear as hell. You can't deny it unless you're in Russia where um, Ruby, Ruby is the only gem with male pronouns. Yeah. You can't see why I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um So yep, yeah, they all fuse back together and they eventually go home. Garnet, Oh, go
2: on. I just want to mention, Stephen always brings everyone together. He's a great leader, even though he doesn't lead yet. Mm. Yeah. Um,
0: Garnet comes back, and while she's very sort of short and snappy with what she says, she does say something yeah. to Pearl. And Pearl's takeaway is, she's angry with me, but at least she's talking to me. Yeah, there has been some development across the yeah. episode. Yeah. And it's not because of anything that Pearl did, it's yeah. Garnet decided to be slightly more okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I think Pearl would be relieved because you can't move on from an issue that has occurred until you actually talk about it and say, right, this is why I was angry. Yeah. And the other person's like, I get that now, I'm sorry.
0: We'll, we'll we'll get there because it's they do take now several episodes yeah. of time before they do have that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's we're on talking terms at least, even if if she's not happy with me, I'll give it some time. Then they'll sort it. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like this batch of episodes as just like a really interesting look at at consent over a big mm-hmm. batch of episodes because we get forced consent from the gem, sh- uh, like non-consent with gem shards, garnet who we know very, like, we can see the importance of Fusion from her uh, having that situation of non-consent. We see the outcomes and the consequences and the conflicting feelings about non-consent. This is a really good batch of episodes and a really heavy set of things to show kids. Yeah, it's really strong thematically and just Mm. in terms
1: of moving the plot forward and showing us more about these characters. There's so much in these episodes.
2: I just want to mention something that I had in my notes but didn't actually say because i didn't read it um (laughs) greg does he is aware that they are a fusion but he never actually says their individual names he just says where's the other one when he sees sapphire
1: Mm, i could see that going either way i guess
2: but surely he'd be like where's ruby if he knew their names
1: i i I saw that um as being that he definitely knows that they're unfused and they're together because he's like oh where's the other one
0: yeah.
2: It's not
1: like you know he, he understands immediately. I think what's going it could on. be
2: like either way. I, but, I, yeah, like, I get the impression they, they clearly don't separate often. Either that, or it's just not been for
0: ages. And he's sort of like, ah, oh, I know there's another one yeah. around somewhere. He never got to know them terribly well, and it's been a long time since yeah. he's seen either of them. Like but I he think. knows inherently there are two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's everything I had had to say about this batch of episodes. Same. Yep, that's me done. Woo! That was that was a big old. Long, long episode there, but I think it was important just to, like, have a while to talk about non-consent, and yeah. Okay. I think, like, for me, this was the batch of episodes where I was like, this show got serious in terms yep. of, mm. <laughs> let's deal, adult to- uh, deal with adult topics for kids, and I really am glad that there's a show out there that does that, mm-hmm. and talks about difficult topics in a digestible way yeah. through the abstraction of yeah. sci-fi. It does it very, very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Yeah, we'll have another episode for you all again next week, probably. Uh, We haven't (laughs) missed an episode yet. Um, So thank you very much for watching. Time to do self-watching, listening. (laughs) I'm tired, it's been a long day. It's
1: fine, it's been a long episode. (laughs) It's (laughs) time to do (laughs)
0: self-promotion. Mia,
1: where can people find you on the internet? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at omiagod. I also have a website called MiaViolet.com. I'm also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash MiaViolet.
2: Ratta, where are you? I'm just super rater pretty much
0: everywhere. S-U-P-A-R-R-A-Y-T-A-R. That's it. Oh, uh,
1: email address. We are, um, you can also get in touch with us at hello at crystalclodcast.com.
0: Yeah, definitely do that because we did at least one listener mail and we still haven't named that one because that one hasn't gone up yet. (laughs) Um, And we will probably do another one at some point Mm -hmm. when we have another week where we don't have time to watch five Steven (laughs) Universe episodes and talk (laughs) about them for two and a half hours. Make make it seem deliberate. Oh, yeah, it's a deliberate (laughs) pacing thing and not just a really convenient thing for us when we we need a quiet (laughs) week of recording. (laughs) Um, Thank you all for listening. I'm Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Thank you very much. Bye.